Hello, hello everyone, um, and thank you for coming to this press conference today. I'm afraid I'm here to issue an apology for a comment I made on the previous episode that I would now like to retract. Um, when answering one of the listener questions, I clearly stated that I had eaten a lasagna that I believed to contain three different meats, uh, pork, beef and bacon. Now, at the time of the recording, I believe these to be three different meats, um, despite being aware, obviously, that bacon comes from pigs. Um, I thought that the area of the pig that bacon is taken from and the, the curing process that then takes place meant that bacon could be considered a different meat to pork, um, but I, I now realise that I was wrong. I would like to apologise fully and unreservedly to my family, uh, my friends and most of all to the show's listeners um, for this grievous error. All references to me will be uh, fully fact-checked in future um, before being published. Um, and I, again, I just want to apologise for misleading everyone in such an unforgivable way. Um, thank you very much for your time. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of The Midnight Resistance. I am Sean Bell. Andy Hamilton yeah. is a man. What? Oh, I thought you were going to pause there. <laughs> no, but you've messed that up and I'm not giving you another chance. This week we're joined by fan favourite Sean McTiernan. What's up guys? It's that... your boy, Young St. Patrick, <laughs> a.k.a. the meanest penis and the cleanest genius. <laughs> That's worked no, for a while. It's worth pointing out, I wasn't kidding about the fan favourite thing. When we had the meet in London at Eurogamer, we had a surprising number of people saying, when's that Irish guy coming back on the show? It's kind of doubly funny that they haven't remembered your name, given that it's the same as mine. It's not <laughs> a very <laughs> typical Irish name, though, in fairness to them. <laughs> like... I guess. But everyone remembers my name. But it's the fact that I'm called Sean, I'm not Irish, therefore it's unusual. But because because you're Irish and called Sean, it's like uh, it's, it's a black hole he's, of he's Irishness. It's got one of those Irish names that they have. It's, I might as well be wearing a balaclava. Man, I'm glad that doesn't have any <laughs> negative connotations for Irish people. Anyway, uh. fuck uh, video games. Yes, video games. We've been playing them, Sean. You're the guest. What have you been I am the guest. Uh, Mark of the Ninja is good. Yes, um, it is better than all games. Um, That's go quite ahead. a statement. Yeah, <laughs> podcast <laughs> over. No, no, seriously, it's one of my. It's one of the games of the year. I think it's incredible. Um, it's the only stealth game I've played, including Metal Gear Solid. Everyone knows this, except Metal Gear Solid, that I haven't wanted to. I don't know, you know, pull my arse out my own dick after like two minutes of going like, I see you. Who who goes there? Like it's really good. The dogs are slightly overpowered, which makes me feel less guilty about killing fuckloads of dogs. Um, the story is really like. Stupid, but easy to follow, and um, <laughs> that's what you want. It is. It is. You know my stance on story in games. Um, <laughs> level design is class. Yeah, you're uh, one of those people who doesn't believe in spoilers, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think. I, I, whenever someone says that, I always try to think of a fake, funny one, and then I remember <laughs> that I literally can't remember the plot of anything. Like I was going to say, Bruce Willis is dead in Fight Club, which I guess. <laughs> You know, may well the, be. We don't, in the fictional universe, not, who knows? But, yeah, it's not revealed either way. We, does anyone know, is there like a book about the expanded Fight Club universe? 
<laughs> not the Fight Club book. Like just like the oh, Fight yeah, Club. Not, like that's the original, but Warhammer Forty K character sheets. Like yeah, we yeah. expanded universe material. Forty K. Um, is, is there a Fight Club technical manual? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Fight Club technical manual aside, Mark of the Ninja is great. Um, in apart from, and I'm probably going to write about this for a video game website. Um. I played it through a second time, or I started playing it through a second time, and I said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'm about to incur the wrath of everybody here. I'll turn the sound on. I never do that for games. I wonder right. what is, this... Isn't it really important to have the sound on in a stealth game, or is it... No, no, not this, because it's 2D. Everything is like <laughs> vision cones. No, sounds the third D, man. No, like... <laughs> no, everything is like vision cones and shit. So, And I thought, this game, like, because I listen to a lot of... Um, when I was playing it, I was listening to like lots of really grim, weird music, and the story's actually pretty dark, and you do hang up a lot of dead bodies. The fucking sound is terrible. It's like it's like that Afro Ninja game. It's just oh, it's it's like hey, who goes there? What's up? And it's like they recorded it with a fucking you know game headphone microphone, game headphone microphone, technical term, but it's really bad. The sound design is awful in an otherwise great game, and yeah. But it's a fantastic game. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. I don't know. I haven't yeah, even heard sort of, of it until now. So, oh, have you not? Oh, that's pretty bad, dude. It's yeah. Uh, it came out on Xbox Live Arcade. Was it? I think it was part of the Summer of Arcade thing. I'm not sure if it was or not, but Actually, I do no, it know. Wasn't, was it because because it's come out on Steam recently and Microsoft would not allow that? Yeah, if it was part of the promotion. I do know that. I'd imagine some people might have been put off by the fact that the same people made Shank and Shank Two, which yeah. were. You know, uh, both excellent fillings for any shit sandwiches you expected to make. Pretty <laughs> shit sandwiches, like airbrushed. They got the McDonald's people in on this one, shit sandwiches, but still, like, just bad games that were not fun. Like, not bad for any really specific reason, just boring. But this is like they got pissed off and made excellent game mechanics. But they were the studio that cried, look at our Cartoon Network S graphics and ignore the gameplay twice. <laughs> A long thing to cry, but yeah, no, good game. Um, what was what else have I been playing since I was on last? I played that stone game that everyone likes. What's uh, it called? Ages. Rock of Ages. <laughs> stone game. Yeah, uh, Stone of Ages or Rock of Time. Who knows what it's called? But uh, I thought that was good, apart from the last level, which was bollocks. The boss the, battles are awful in that. The fucking... boss fights are like, and they're so unnecessary as well. Like the game some... does not need them at all. What else did I play with unnecessary? But Hotline Miami. <laughs> That was the other thing. Okay, like, yeah, we, we all need to talk about Hotline yes, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so we'll talk we about avoided this. this. Waiting. Yeah, we uh, saved this um, for you. But um, what else? I, I think, oh man, so I have played fuckloads of this Flash game called Dolphin, Dolphin Olympics, right? <laughs> that is really, really bad. Has like two, you just do a twist and then flip over. But, I think I know, hang on, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, but it, and you just jump, and you can go higher and higher, and the thing that it sets out as like, oh, the big thing that you get in your combos, because you string together combos by doing dolphin tricks, is you look at, you get to the same height as the moon, and I thought, oh man, I've gotten past the moon, I must be pretty good at this game, looked on YouTube, you can go through all of the planets and eventually get to the restaurant at the end of the universe. <laughs> So I've been putting hours into this game to get to a JPEG of a restaurant I've seen already. <laughs> Excellent work. I don't I don't mean to blow your mind here. I've just Googled for this. There is a Dolphin Olympics 2. Oh, no, that's the one I've been playing. Sorry. Oh, right. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, man. Already. Fuck. Doritos. <laughs> journalism fail. Lol. God. Fuck off. Anyway, um... 
And what was the other thing? Oh yeah, so I've been playing this, putting a lot of time into this, right? This has been one of my main, this has been one of the main veins of what I've been doing. <laughs> and there's a flash ad, right? Because it's supported by ads or whatever. There's a flash ad before it. I don't turn off ads because I, I... Yeah, I just got that. It's really fucking loud. Yeah, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't turn off ads or I didn't because I, that's the only way people I know get money uh, <laughs> through like journalism and stuff. But you know what, what the flash ads start being for? Because they're localized. My old college where I did my shit degree, that means I have no job at the moment and had to go back to real college. So every time I went to waste my time on Dolphin Olympics 2, it'd be like, DCU, come here and learn the secret of life, the universe and everything. And I was like, why is there how did they match them up by Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy references? This is oh man, surreal. So if Hotline Miami is a bit mainstream for your hallucinogenic experiences, I would recommend five-year-old flash game Dolphin Olympics Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your granddad's Nanaka crash. Um, and that's I think that's all. I've, I I tried Dark Souls, but I'm shite at it. I just just made me sad. Like it's ruining like days of my life at the minute. Every time really? I play it, I, I edge forward in such a way that I'm like, this, I'm doing well. I, I've got the measure of this. And then it just hurts me over and over again. <laughs> so, See, I had, because, yeah, I mean, we talked on the last episode, didn't we, about how I did and didn't want to go back to Dark Souls or didn't know how, <laughs> like, didn't know if I should just start again. And I, like, I started playing it and I was like, fuck, I, I can't do this. I'm going to have to start again and just learn it from the ground up again. Um, because I started the game in Lost Isolith. Yes. Which is fucking horrible. Mm. Horrible place. Um, and yeah, just couldn't do anything. But I but went back to the Undead Berg, did a run through there, and sort of figured it out again. And yeah, and then did Lost Isolith, did the boss there, which apparently is the source of all demons. Oh, That's man. Cool. Well yeah, it's just a, a fact. <laughs> and then, that yeah, is and a was, fact, Sean. <laughs> yeah, and I've started working my way through the library, which again I previously found impossible, but I've like made it most of the way through it. So I felt pretty good about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm back on Dark Souls, and it's horrible. Mm. I'm at some gigantic spider thing that keeps wiping the floor with me every time I go near it. The so. oh, Quilag. Yeah, that's the bastard. It's horrible. I've got a sword that is made out of her soul. Whoa. <laughs> man, special edition. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah sorry, uh, man, I, like all of this sounds terrible. Like, what? like <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, surely games are are are. This is my understanding again. Are they not just like power fantasies? Do you not just go around on around and killing people? Like this sense of accomplishment shit. Like I abandoned that in college. Um, and and trying to you know I I could accomplish stuff IRL. Um, which is in real life. Uh, if you're an older person listening. Um, and I could feel good about myself instead of just like trying really hard and then doing something that a video I don't know like I, I realise I'm I, try, <laughs> trying to argue against trying which probably <laughs> says I, I know a lot. what you mean like you know yeah there's like sometimes you'll finish a game and it's like I've taken absolutely nothing from that that was that was horrible um, but yeah I think Dark Souls is like up there with like like God Hand like the fact that I finished that game feels like a legitimate achievement in my life <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think if I was to finish Dark Souls, that's something I could genuinely tell not real people, but like people like us. Well, it's like my my friend. His his um his parody trick used to be finishing "I Want to Be the Guy" <laughs> in front of people. 
Like, try and imagine when he, oh, 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 hold on, the cool guy's here. He's going to finish notoriously difficult platformer. I want to be the guy. Um, better pull up a chair. I like, would that, be like, right. <laughs> yeah, I know, time. but like, like when he was like, turn down the dubstep, friends. Um, <laughs> it's going to get serious. Like, I don't know. It, it always struck me as a little bit. Like, I'll tell you what, that guy and his friends also watched the entirety of Swap.avi. Right? Do you know what Swap.avi is? No. Uh, something awful. Uh, emboldened by the popularity of... I don't know what chronological order this happened, so forgive me if it's incorrect. Emboldened by the uh, popularity of Two Girls, One Cup, commissioned a 56-minute Brazilian scat porn movie that's full of something awful memes, right? <laughs> and is really, really vile. And no these shit. dudes who don't even... Well, plenty, actually. Uh, these dudes who don't <laughs> even have fucking something awful accounts watched the entirety of this. The three of them just sat in a room at some party and watched all of it. And that strikes me as the same thing. Like, wading through this, like, river of, like, internet and shit and coming out the <laughs> other side just to be able to say you did it and everybody looking a bit like, oh, you were sweating the wrong way during some of that. Like, it just seems... I don't know, man. It seems... Like, don't get me wrong, I like pumping hours and hours into video games. I, I refer you to my earlier speech about Dolphin Olympics too, but I don't know. It seems like the the, ma, ma, the word I can't pronounce, istic, like, bent of it is just a bit alienating to me, you know? Mm. That said, I did play Hotline Miami with a touchpad. What? Ooh, That's right. Christ. That's right, son. <laughs> and you <laughs> finished it, yeah. And I, oh yeah, I was born in the USA, friend. Like oh, I, I <laughs> got the whole way through. Um, didn't find all of the masks now, but yeah. So oh, maybe man. if it... I've done everything, like on the Steam achievements list, I've done everything. There's nothing Hotline Miami can give anymore. <laughs> Just says fear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right, are we all going to talk? Are we? I know, right? I know. Sean doesn't believe in spoilers. Are we doing a spoilery chat about Hotline Miami? Yeah. And should we warn people about that? Yeah, just to talk about yeah. Hotline Miami. Just to point out, just to point out, I do believe in them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're real. I just don't agree with the concept that they're the worst thing ever, or should even be called spoilers. I'm not like you know, it's just the government. Like, <laughs> they send rockets into the sky full of uh, adamantium. Adamantium? Let's move on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, it's good, though, isn't it? Like, it's, it I mean, is the perfect. Yeah. But hang on, it's not, it's not perfect because there's those boss battles. Yeah, but, but they're, like, not, they're not that bad. Like, I've had okay, that, the, <laughs> the, so the motorcycle guy, that's not a terrible fight. But the fucking, the Russian mob guy, what, that end? was just the worst sort of trial and error bullshit. I think I broke it to get it to work, actually. I don't think I did that. Pro- the, the throwing knife thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just lock like, up to him. There's I just not, stood There's not a him. lot to it. There's like a series of specific things you meant to do. Mm. And it's just a but bit... But I like that. It was kind of like a little puzzle to finish off with. Yeah. But do you not think that they were put in there deliberately? Bit to show you that the rest of the game wasn't, as it has been reviewed, uh, a load of combat puzzles was something a bit deeper because of the, mm. you know, you know, they were just showing you what artists they were by putting an admittedly quite shy bit into their game. Um, <laughs> I mean, because that's the only reason the uh, um, spoilers. That's the only reason the what you call uh, the stealth level is in it, which is a terrible level, mm. but a really yeah. good part of the game, like a really really good part of the game. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, the it's a yeah it's the weird 
change of pace. Yeah. Sort of, and the the music's completely different, and it's sort of like even though you know have like up until that point, you really you, know, you don't have any idea what's going on. But then at that point, you really don't have any idea what the fuck yeah. is going on. Um, um, I sent Andy. I'm not sure if I sent it to you. Showed this. Oh, um, man. Yeah, the link. I, yeah, no, I, I favorited it for to go back. Good use it. of the Twitter um, medium. Um, yes. that, like because that's that seems like an amazing explanation. Like they figure out who all the masks are and all yeah. that kind of thing. It's and amazing. Even if it, even if what that guy says is horseshit, the fact that like you could even make those assumptions about the game. Yeah, like incredible. there's enough there that it all kind of stands up and. Yeah, yeah. Are we, should we very briefly go over what this theory is? Sure. Do you, do you want to do it? Oh God, someone has to. Oh shucks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Basically, we're gone. Um, you at the start of the game, the people in the room are you at the moment. That's the the chicken mask. You in the future. Yes, yeah, it's, it's basically the ghost of Christmas past, future, and present, isn't it? So but instead yeah. of in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the the other one, I think the other one, the owl mask could be your past, but they say in the explanation that it's your conscience. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and it goes through and like, why are you killing people and all that kind of stuff, and you like it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they explain everything like, oh, a lot of it is only all the hallucination stuff is is because it was it's mostly being seen in flashback. Like that's right. The, everything prior to the hospital level is a flashback. Is yeah. a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the bit where, like, the really clever stuff the game does, where you kill somebody and then their body doesn't look like, you know, the, in the later levels where you you're in the later levels of that guy where you kill a gang member and then or a police officer and then it'll turn into a gang member's body and stuff like that, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, stuff. I didn't like, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's a, and I did, even if that's a mistake, it works See, I, really I, well. I thought, I thought that was a bug because it only happens if you do um. <laughs> Uh, uh, ground execution on people. Right? Oh, really? But you see, I was really into the ground executions. Yeah, well, there you, <laughs> there you go. I found that out when I did that entire level only using the drill. Uh, but then is that nice. like, could you argue, because, yeah, basically this theory establishes that the guy you play as, like, he's not a murderer, like, not, you know, he's being hypnotised. So perhaps yeah. the thing with the cops, is that, because that's a more gruesome kill, is that him sort of rationalising it? And he's not a cop, it's a mob guy? Maybe, oh, yeah, because yeah, he's maybe. just trying to kill his way through his past or whatever. Or yeah. he's, you know, uh, yeah, man. And then at the end, it runs backwards all about World War Two. But the, um, I thought it was interesting that you, when the bit of the game that it doesn't say is going to happen, when it rewinds, which yeah. is one of the best things the game does, right? It yeah, rewinds yeah, yeah. and then you play as an alternative timeline for the boss. Like, yeah. that's amazing. I noticed something really interesting about that. Is you know that boss guy, when you fight him and you yeah. club him to death with the, with the golf club, Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, his body appears earlier in the game. Now, at first, I thought it was just sprite reuse, but no, his body, like hunched over, it appears in one of the um, end of level sequences. You know, when you go to pick up your what appears to be pay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he his body appears in one of those, just like I think decapitated. Now, when you kill him in that part, that's obviously where there's a timeline like split yeah. in the story. Mm. But when you kill him. The last thing he says before you finish him off is, "This isn't real." Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah, this oh, isn't, it's like this isn't real. This doesn't. This doesn't. This doesn't happen. Or like this isn't happening. And then you kill him. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Man, this game is so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is what I, you know, like because I'm anti-story in games, right? As a, as a, <laughs> which is a great platform. Fan. But like the way this game doles it out, I think okay. So my least favorite thing about the coverage of this is that a lot of kind of. Uh, 
you know, enlightened members of the gaming press or whatever are saying like, oh, this game, it's so violent, you know, like, or why would you play it? You know, it's so, it revels so much in its own violence, right? But like, I mean, it creates its aesthetic so well, you know? Also, they haven't watched the right movies because I heard some fucking dude that people actually respect compared to Pulp Fiction, which fuck off forever. Like, it's obviously, <laughs> like, To Live and Die in LA is, and, you know, Michael Mann's movies in the 80s. And, you know, that's, and even... To a lesser extent, um, fucking Dressed to Kill, and what was the other movie that dude made? Uh, shit, I can never remember. Anyway, I will, I will come up with it in a second. That weird hallucinogenic kind of sub movie, mm. 80s action thing. It's, uh, the, one, it's the one that Drive basically tried to borrow from, like that. But, but what I like about it is Drive took all those movies and made them really quiet, whereas this took the yeah, seediest strip of those movies and made it the entire movie. It's what I was saying to someone about it. I was like, because uh, I was trying to explain the aesthetic to someone who, like, obviously, you know, wasn't as clued up um, in games and films. So I was like, right, well, you know Drive? You know how Drive has a kind of, like, dreamy quality to it? Well, imagine Drive if it had a nightmarish quality to it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. Because it, it, it gets compared to Drive a lot, but it's the it's the opposite approach with the same source material, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect for the medium as well. You know, like, it's, oh, man... Fucking hot, I mean. The music as well, the fact that it's curated, people seem to don't, they don't like that aspect of it either. Is that, Why don't people yeah. like that? Oh, because, <laughs> oh, it'd be so much better if it was created for the game. But the fact that everything in the game existed, like, it shows you how well they're taking all of these influences and presenting them in a certain way, and the music is just another aspect. Now, it means you can't yeah. buy the soundtrack in one place, but it's a, it's a fucking miracle. I think you can now. I think it's on SoundCloud. Oh, can you? Oh, good. It's, it's in OG format in your Steam folder. Well, and that oh, as well. Great. Yeah. Um, there was a Me thing, and Richard I Stallman this to can Andy. rock out to it. Uh, curious to hear your thoughts on it. You know, when you find the two guys in the sewer? Yeah. Um, my theory, and Andy agrees, if I remember right, is that basically that is the developers talking to the player. Doesn't it even look like them? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. Like that. But I like that. Like, okay. I know it's not. Look, it's no dear Esther Sean. All right, but <laughs> I, I think that it strikes a blow for making games have meta commentary that isn't like suffocatingly awful. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also doing something. Like, it makes horrible violence really fun, and that's the point of it. <laughs> and it's like pointing out to you that all games do this in a way. Mm, yeah. And instead of going like, oh, you have no player agency. It's like, it's so, like, it's one of the, in some ways, it's one of the best pieces of games criticism in a long time. You know what I mean? Because, like, the way you walk through every level after it's finished, as a lot of people have pointed out, is a really simple thing that is incredible, you know? And that's you, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, if we're it's following just, this theory, is that that's like the guy snapping out of his hypnosis and just yeah. like, oh shit. Well, the first time he throws up, um, yeah, is you know that's the big thing. Like it's coming back to reality. Yeah, Oops, yeah. there goes gravity, as Eminem once said. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, as well, um, another thing I'm thinking of writing for, you know, as an unnamed games website is, um, have you seen Universal Soldier, the new one, the no, new Universal no, Soldier, the new one, no. <laughs> It's on video demand, right? It sounds, right, it sounds like it'll be, it'll be awful, right? It's, it's, well, it it's Day- a new Universal Soldier film. Yeah, Day- <laughs> it's Day of Reckoning, but it's directed by a guy who did a UFC documentary. Um, but it's got Dolph, it's got Van Damme. It's, it's approached, it's done stylistically. It's the closest thing to a movie version of Hotline Miami. You will, f- like, it's a guy who loses his memory 
going around killing people because he doesn't understand and there's a shady conspiracy but instead of like at the end there's two dudes who made the game at the end is van damme who is in his own kind of personal apocalypse now situation where dudes are, are like following him as a cult leader and it's it's the most hotline miami thing about it is dude who is killing people for because for reasons he doesn't understand goes into a hallway in a in a um house of ill repute where prostitutes are plying their wares right there's a hallway in every room he bursts in and kills the dude and at the end there's a boss and that boss instead of being a bad person who's a combat puzzle is Dolph fucking Lundgren like <laughs> it, it is an amazing like we, the, 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 even the, the place is lit and bathed in this purple light and there's this kind of weird synth music playing like Timeline wise, it makes no sense, but it couldn't be a better homage to like Hotline Miami. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> so check that out, friends. Um, don't illegally torrent it like somebody may have done. Uh, <laughs> go to see it in the cinema or purchase it on video on demand. Just like going back to sort of um, Hotline Miami, just taking away all of the aesthetic, which is obviously quite an important part of it, but like. Mm-hmm. As an action game as well, I don't think I've played anything like that thrilling since like like Vanquish and Bayonetta. It's it's up there with that kind of thing. It's that, the I yeah, mean, like, like for the, all the sort of arguably trial and error stuff. I mean, yeah, it is trial and error, but not in the bad way. For it's the trial most and error part. in the same way that Dark but, Souls is. Every time you yeah, die, exactly, you're like, right? Well, I've learned not to walk around that corner, you know, or I've learned yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. weapon's a piece of shit, well, you know. Yeah, but it's like like the game. Uh, like yeah, for, like for every you know ten deaths or whatever, there'll be one bit where you just step into a room and seamlessly murder four guys, and you just like, and it's like a split second, and you don't even fully understood, like understand what you've just done, hmm. and it's like fuck, yeah. <laughs> like you sort of have these moments. And oh yeah, yeah, man, like it's it's there's there's bits where like it's like the opposite of. Of, uh, sorry, I keep saying things with the opposite, like that's a clever thing to say. But like, you know, Vanquish and Bayonetta, when you pull off like a big string of kills or whatever, and you do something like particularly graceful, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is like it's choreographed. Even in Hotline Miami, when you even when you do kill people, you're still just like, oh shit, oh shit, yeah, okay, what's yeah. next, what's next? What's next? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, when yeah. the level's finished, it trains you to go, because at the start, and they don't even really revisit, revisit that that much, but there's a couple of levels at the start where even when it's finished, something happens that you're not That's ready for. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the dude on the train or the, the the big fat boss who like you have to shoot twice or whatever. So you were always like, oh Christ, what's going to happen next? And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, because instead of having this re- release of like relief, you go like, oh, I can't feel relieved. I'm still afraid. Fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. You know, like it's yeah. so good. It's yeah, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. One of them, um, another th- Oh, go on, sorry. So, uh, yeah, one of the best things I've seen in, in regards to all this is um in my like write-up about it, I sort of mentioned that... um. The best way to score highly in the game is to kill quite quickly and build up a combo, and the game rewards you for being reckless. Um, so by taking away like the fear of death, it's basically giving you the thumbs up to go completely mental. Um, mm. I wrote that, and a few people um, said to me afterwards that it, that like once you've kind of looked at it that way, that it's don't worry about dying. Like <laughs> you press R and you're back at the start of level, ready to go again. Um, it actually improved the, their game. It improved them playing it, and they kind of understood it a little bit more. And um, mm. I just really like that um, you've got this action game, uh, and w- whereas with something like Dark Souls, th- there's points in it where I'm worried about dying because I'm carrying 1,500 yeah. souls, and I don't know where the next bonfire is going to be, and shit's getting intense. 
Whereas in Hotline Miami, it, 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 it does the same thing that Dark Souls does, but it, it, it almost rewards you for dying with, for, with knowledge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, thing with, the thing with Dark Souls is that, yeah, like you say, it's terrifying because you can stand to lose things. Mm. Um, and it's like, although it's a very, Dark Souls is a very fair game, it's still an incredibly harsh one. But you should fear whereas, the unknown in Dark Souls, whereas in Hotline yeah. Miami, it's encouraging you to fucking exactly kick, like kick Hotline Miami face. like you can die as many times as you want in Hotline Miami and at no point does it treat you like a dick about it like and yeah. you, you know there's no score penalty there's yeah there's like there's no annoying load sequence there's there's nothing there's no penalty for dying a lot um and i think that's that is quite important because if it was like you know say you were you died 20 times on one level and you that then it turned out that meant your score was going to be absolute bullshit by the end of it yeah then that would that would still be annoying, but the fact that's just like no, you you did it, nice one. Yeah, yeah no that's all. Like, that. well, I mean, like the whole message of the like, look how trivial we can make death is a is a pretty you know it's a pretty <laughs> guiding theme for the whole game. What did you think of the different skills from the masks? Oh man, see this. I, I mentioned this as well. Is like that's that's you choose the mask. This is when you're going for your score run anyway. If you're trying to get mm-hmm. the best score, you basically pick the mask that. Either best suits your style. Like, I do a lot of mad knife runs. So starting with Dennis is quite fun, because he starts with a knife, and I could just go completely crazy with it. Yeah, um, I found myself using Dennis more than But um, I also like uh, the frog, um, because he uh, extends your combo window. That's right, so, yeah. And, yeah. and he's the one I was using to, like, combo up floors. So, like, making right. sure that my root <laughs> killed a guy near the stairs, and then going straight up the stairs and continuing my combo. Right. And then, yeah, that's how I got some like really, really high scores. So you, you pick one that is either uh, a, a good base for you know what you want to achieve, or mm. something that maybe will mask you know a poor part of your game. <laughs> mask, yeah, so. right. Somebody stop me. Um, I found the only one that like completely breaks the game is the horse. The horse really? is pretty insane. The dr- uh, t- yeah. Tony's nuts as well, man. You can just murder everyone with your bare hands. Yeah. Um, the one yeah. which I found that and breaks dogs. the one which I found that breaks the game, uh, which is actually really annoying, and I think that like this is something that could hopefully be addressed in a patch. Is they haven't got any high score leaderboards in it yet, but I would really like to mm-hmm. see that. But um, uh, me and uh, my housemate Louis were absolutely caning one level over and over again, and you know getting ridiculous scores but only incrementally beating each other until one of us had a breakthrough and then the score would be smashed and then we would tell each other what that breakthrough was and then eventually I'd start incrementally beating him or whatever until there was another breakthrough. And it was on there the level decadence where at first we comboed the entire first floor and the entire second floor and then we found out that we can link the two together. And then we found out we can link the two together, but also do the second floor way more recklessly, so you get loads of exposure bonuses and stuff like that. So there was right. these constant like challenges. And then some guy just tweeted at us saying, like, it's a good score, but I've beat it by 100,000 points using Carl. Uh, Carl's the mask that starts with the drill. The drill, yeah. Because basically, yeah. if you knock someone over the drill and drill them, you get like three times more points than a normal oh, kill. Right. Now, yeah, what's yeah. quite interesting about it is it's actually really hard to do a level only using the drill, because if three people jump you at once, by the time that you've drilled one of them, the other You're two dead, will be yeah. up and will have their weapons. Yeah, it takes so, ages, Yeah, so it? you've got to use a bit... It, it almost it almost makes you have to play the game in a completely different way, because you've got to be like really stealthy, like taking people out, luring them into other rooms and stuff. And I've actually done most of the levels again with the drill, just to see, you know, just to sort of get these ridiculously high scores. But I, I think that um, there should be a high scoreboard per mask, 
to avoid yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it... yeah, you, you, it's not even close. If you do level one and combo the entire thing perfectly and use a different weapon on each person and then do level one and kill everyone with a drill, you won't just beat the score. There's like, you know, it's like a fifty to 60,000 points higher. <laughs> it, it completely Jeez. breaks the game. Um, yeah. Some levels, like I did the um, police station using the drill, and that just took ages of trial and error, just like wandering Drunk into back. a room, summoning people back, taking one out. But it's doable, and mm-hmm. I suppose part of the defense for it is like, look, if you want to get that score, then you've got, you know, you have to deal with the fact that it takes ages to kill someone with it, and you've, you know, you've got mm-hmm. to basically play the game of a different strategy. But that's the only one I found personally that breaks the game because it. From a pure the fact that there is only one scoreboard and you know it's the best score wins, that mask will beat every other mask score straight up. Yeah. yeah. Um, another stupidly useful one is I forget what the mask even is now, but uh, well actually no, there's two. Uh, the one where oh it's the monkey where you just rip people's throats out and yes. take their weapon. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. insanely useful, especially like so you get that mask and then the level after doesn't it just start with like a guy a with door. a gun right yeah. at the door yes yeah. he's like busting yeah, yeah that's insanely good and the unicorn as well it just silences all gunshots yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean especially in the later levels where you pretty much have to start using guns in a lot of situations that was insanely useful I thought mm. I love the the meanness of the dog one <laughs> like that the fucking dogs don't attack you and then you just go and like slit their throat with the knife like it's so fucking amazing well, or whatever you, your weapon you're using like, man that's awesome like it's <laughs> that nasty oh such a good okay, so if you're wearing that mask do you still have to take the dogs yeah, you out you still have yeah. to take them out yeah fuck I, I wouldn't know <laughs> I was just <laughs> killing my way through them anyway I, like uh, that was the same thing in Mask of Ninja as well people were giving or Mark of the Ninja people were giving out about killing dogs just like Man, those dogs are bastards. They're the most overpowered thing in the game. I same with Hotline Miami. The first time you see a dog, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, it just comes <laughs> belting at you. Like, Jesus. Cause, yeah, because unless you've got uh, the Tony mask, you, you can't do them with your bare hands, can you? You have to have a weapon. Yeah, you have to have a weapon, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. That's probably why, uh, you know, as long as we're expanding on the fiction, that's probably why all of the lads dress the same as well, because the dogs <laughs> have been trained not to attack them. So, you know. But yeah, Hotline Miami is a good video game. It's very would you say it's your game of the year? Would you say it's your game of the year? Uh, Andy is saying that. Yeah. Welcome to November, man. Would you it say? Doesn't, doesn't quite pip Dragon's Dogma for me because I'm a dick. God almighty. Fucking boilerplate RPG with some weird ending only you've seen, man. <laughs> <laughs> come, on, come, on, come on, mate. Like, nah, it's not a boil. That's not, that is, you are wrong, but for reasons that I can't discuss because it'll spoil it. Right. Although I know you, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Should we get on to the fucking <laughs> things now? Although, wait, have, have we got any other games to talk about? I haven't really got much to about. Oh, we've been playing um, Dyad. Dyad. I don't know how you say it. Demon, yeah, really. It's pretty good. I thought it was piss boring at first. Um, and the fact that it was promoted by Tim Rogers did not help. I like Tim Rogers. What, 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 man, is this just an English people thing where you just hate everyone? <laughs> why, do you, why do you like Tim Rogers? He's a jerk. That's he's funny. Fucking, he's got but, an article on Kotaku which is about how video games have influenced his personal style and how he washes his hair and what Adidas tracksuits he wears. Yeah, he's like he's like the Monster Raven Looney Party. Like he, <laughs> he exists no, he's not, as a cautionary people, tale. Because a lot of people think he's amazing. A lot of people think he's really like incredible and clever and. <laughs> no, he's, he's the anime monster. He's the monster anime. <laughs> That's who he is. 
He thinks so he's Solid Snake. Like that's so, I don't, so I don't. I don't like Tim Rogers. Uh, another thing that put me off about Dyad is when I tweeted saying I was probably going to buy it. I got a reply from a journalist I've never heard of saying that he's made a documentary about him playing it while he's on mushrooms, which put me off. Oh yeah. no, you might be yeah. enticed by the, you know. The, oh no, god, I just I hate that whole like when people are playing. Like I was playing a Kami once, and the guy I was living with at the time, and you had trapped wind, and it was it was a bit intense, yeah. wasn't it? Um, um, yeah, friends was like, oh man, this would be amazing if you were stoned. And I was like, no, Sam, it's already amazing. Most things are amazing when you're stoned. That's the whole point of getting stoned, right? <laughs> so this, speaks this a learned is... uh, user. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Sorry, I didn't mean to come on. I really should be playing down the drinking thing a bit because Irish people get a lot of stick for that. <laughs> oh, your man thinks he's great because he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, people like Bill Hicks, has, who is, you know, quoted now by Reddit atheists and is not as great as everyone thought he was when they were 15. But Bill Hicks is that thing where, like, oh, man, you're high. You should probably play miniature golf right now to make it amazing. It's like, really? <laughs> is that what I have to do? <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, so there was that. Uh, but, no, it turns out it's a really good game. It's, like, I want to say it's very Jeff Minter. Because, but then that just makes people sort of go, oh yeah, because it's got trippy visuals and fucking electronic music and it's about shooting things. It's not really about shooting things. You, so you're flying through a tunnel. It's a bit like Tempest in that regard and there are enemies like coming at you. Um, and you, you sort of, you like, you target enemies in the distance and you press X and it hooks onto them, which means like you can only hook onto one enemy at a time. And then it speeds you up a little bit. And if you hook two enemies of the same colour, one after another, you get like a bigger speed boost, right? But then quite quickly there are like tons of these enemies flying at you, having to sort of sort of pick your way through these different colours and make sure you're only hit yeah, you're only doing them in like same colour pairs. And then as you then like yeah, when you hook an enemy, like this little area appears around it. Um, which if you pass through that area without actually touching the enemy itself, it's called grazing, and that builds up this bar, this lance power bar, which then allows you to lance things, which is where you shoot forwards and destroy enemies. And, like, it takes a while to actually reveal all of this. You have to do about six levels before it actually shows you the full fucking game. Um, but what's, once it does that, it is, it is good fucking fun. It's just a good shooter with some slightly interesting mechanics that I've not really seen before, and it's like six quid. Can you buy it on the Xbox games? It's uh, PlayStation Network only. It's been out in America oh. for ages, so this will be old news to some people, but it's oh. finally turned up in Europe. You see, because I, I accidentally got a PlayStation Plus subscription, so I actually check the PlayStation Store now. It's interesting. Are you sure that isn't because you're a corrupt games journalist who was supplied one for... I was, <laughs> I was supplied with a 30-day code for going to Eurogame, and I think everyone got one of those. Oh, um, but, it turns out, but it turns out it's not a 30-day code, it's a 30-day trial and at the end of the 30-day trial, they bill you £10 for another three months. So I'm kind of stuck with it. So I figure I may as well get my money out, money's worth out of it. Those bastards. Right, let's do this. Andy, unleash. Right, first of all, Ultra Brilliant says, In light of the recent GTA trailer, which is the best game dog? The best game dog? Yep. Uh... Half-Life 2. Right. Does it have a dog in it? Yeah, it does have a dog. It's called Dog, you prick. Oh, right, I see. Yeah, yeah right. uh, See, what I've done there is cleverly injected my robot agenda where robots are the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
best fit. The one in Shadow Dancer that you can set on people and it murders them. No, it doesn't yeah. murder them. He just sort of stalls them and then you can kill them. Or what in in the new Sherlock Holmes game you can play as the dog, I think, briefly. <laughs> that sounds um, good. Yeah, America's favorite basset hound. You know, you know what the you... fucking worst dog is like the absolute worst dog. Um, I got the Mass Effect Three Special Edition because um, I'm a fucking sucker. And <coughs> one of the things it gave you was a robotic dog that lives on your ship. What? And it's the worst thing ever. It's this little bit of metal that runs around the uh, hangar bay. And mm-hmm. you can interact with it once, and it sort of just makes a beeping noise, and then that's it. That sounds like hot Wicked. and cold bollocks, man. That, yeah. that, like, that does not sound great. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Wicked. Shit, Next. dog. Um, Rob M. Causland says... Is it not, is it not Rob McCausland? Maybe. Um, I've always wondered that. <laughs> Let's um, leave that up to chance. <laughs> Let's let fate decide. Um, it says, which ones of you are actually excited for the new GTA Five, and why? Me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well excited. Why not? Why not? Fair enough. I, I don't think I've ever. Have I ever bought one? I don't think I have. I, I just. I've watched. This is another appalling thing where people are like, "What do you say?" I've watched people play them a lot. Um, uh-huh. No, but, they're, they're, yeah, they are. They are very watchable games. Yeah, yeah. Even when I went through my ten-year. Um, Man with Dreamcast uh, started phase of not playing games. Um, a bit of a teaser there, uh, but, but uh, cottaging's involved. So uh, I still was always somewhere where people were playing GTA Five. So yeah, sure. Why why would you not be excited by that? You know, I know, and um, a lot of people don't like GTA Four because it was uh, like more realistic than the others, and therefore boring. Whereas I thought it was amazing. It was a real world to explore. And this... See, plus the fact that it was more realistic made it even funnier to kick against that and do stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Player. I mean, I, like... I, I've said this a few times on Twitter today that anyone who says that Grand Theft Auto 4 was boring definitely did not play it online with us. Just yeah. pissing around, causing trouble. <laughs> Putting as many police cars as you can into that uh, Russian nightclub. Like, if yeah. you did that in... Like, okay, so Saint, like Saints Row 2 and, to a lesser extent, 3 were very funny games with lots of silly ideas. And, like, well, you don't you know, think Saints Row 3 was funny? What? I did say to a lesser extent. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> not today, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is what GTA should be doing. It's like, well, no, because if you put a load of cop cars in a nightclub in Saints Row, it's kind of like, well... Of course, it's Saints Row. This sort of stuff happens all the time. <laughs> but because because Grand Theft Auto 4 is so po-faced and realistic, that that is hilarious, doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I prefer the realistic world that you can potentially do stupid stuff in. That, it was amazing. It I, liked, me. I liked that when we were playing it, I was always banned from travelling in cars with people because <laughs> we, we used to put it on uh, without friendly fire because otherwise yeah. it would cause loads of trouble and we wouldn't <laughs> leave the starting area because everyone would be shooting each other dead. Oh god yeah that one place you all started with the uh, the warehouse. Yeah the, it just like if, if, if friendly fire was you know was on it was just bad but um, so we always disabled it and it had this weird quirk where like if you had friendly fire off if you shot someone with an explosive or blew them up with a grenade they still went flying they just didn't die. Yeah. So this led to me like being sat in a passenger seat of a car and then just pulling the pin on a grenade and cooking it <laughs> to 
just to blow the car up. And um, it sort of ended up with us doing silly things like trying to get onto bits of buildings you're not supposed to get on by running off the edges of cranes and at the mm. point of the jump firing a missile so they blasted them out. <laughs> and it was just amazing. Like, that's... You know, I mean, if if all I get is that again, but on a massive scale with more, you know, varied scenery, fucking in. You see, you mentioned the scale, and I'm glad you did, because you know, there's been all these claims that it's like what five times bigger than Red Dead Redemption or whatever. Um, I, that sounds impressive, but I refuse to believe that, you know, the vast majority of that world has actually been designed by a human. Well, like, surely, do you not think that's the well, they've already the showed too clips. big? They've already showed yeah. a clip in the new trailer of mm-hmm. him bombing across a desert in a little sort of sand dune, um, mm-hmm. sand buggy thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they've also shown, like, you know, sort of mountainous regions where they're going along, like, yeah. dirt bike tracks and stuff. And clearly those are going to be quite vast and take mm-hmm. up a lot of map space and not be anywhere near as dense as a city area. So, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, yeah, some of it's going to be generated and stuff, but mm-hmm. they've sort of put in areas where they don't have to, add, you know, give as much attention to detail. Mm-hmm. As some oh, also, <laughs> I've just realised there was a dog in the trailer, and uh, owing to my, uh, just referencing back to my previous fondness for killing dogs in games, um, maybe you'll be able to kill the dog. So this might be a purchase for me this time around, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, the deal, it's the deal breaker. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Absolutely appalling. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm very much looking forward to Grand Theft Auto V, I think. I mean, I'm sure the, the campaign will be good. Even, this is the thing, it's even the are. people who didn't like Grand Theft Auto IV, like, why wouldn't you be looking forward to a new Grand Theft Auto game anyway? What happens if they've changed all the things you hated about four? We know fuck all <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah. It's Grand Theft Auto, it's difficult to dislike it. It's one of the the few big franchises that I can still just fully allow myself to get swept up in and be really excited about it coming out. And you know, like, you know, most games really don't do that for me anymore. You broke um, a bit of husk. Yeah, it's like it's you know, like when was the last time you got genuinely excited about a game that was coming out and you knew we were all going to be playing it online that evening? Um, that's a good point. I mean, I was supposed to the last game I got excited about coming out was Hotline Miami. And then I, I kind of got excited about Borderlands 2, and that sort of dropped off quite quick. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I got kind of excited. I thought we were all going to play fucking Need for Speed. <laughs> so I've ended up with a copy of yeah. that. I've played it for about half an hour, and um, oh yeah, yeah, it Wish seems it. good. You see, yeah. <laughs> but, um, in terms of like playing online, I think Anarchy Range is going to be a bit of a breakthrough for people like us. That's true. That, that's is there a single-player campaign for that? What if I? There is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's much to it. Um, yeah. you know, the online is the main draw. It might be time to break out Karate Man 420's Xbox <laughs> Live profile <laughs> and play some games online, finally. Um, yeah, do that, because Anarchy yeah. Range is fun as balls. Next question. Next. Zapdos says, following the Mass Effect 2 fuck-up, what game would you choose to ship in Codblops 2 boxes instead of Codblops 2? <laughs> El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. You should probably explain what this is, but you guys probably already know, because, you know, that's, you're that's cool our guys. audience. Yeah. yeah and apparently, in some boxes of Call of Duty Black Ops 2, there was a Mass Effect 2 disc. <laughs> Which <laughs> doesn't make any that. sense. I can't, yeah, I presume they they were manufactured in the same plant. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, they definitely were, because Microsoft supplied the boxes. That's have you seen uh, what EA's statement is for it? No. As well? Oh, they've basically put out a press statement saying, like, because it's only affected, like, a couple of thousand or something like that. So they've said, if if the universe is telling you play Mass Effect 2, 
<laughs> then get in contact with us. Um, show your receipt, your copy of your disc, and your face in the um, in the uh, message, and um, we'll give you a fucking code for uh, Mass Effect trilogy on Origin. Yeah, oh, I thought it was going to be show your face and you will be in Mass Effect for <laughs> the box saga. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Because like, the thing about this is like those people, they do not have the second install disc for Call of Duty, so they, they can't play it. So, oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Where So EA is saying, well, don't bother. Here's all the Mass Effect games. <laughs> did, you, did you guys realise, I mean, I know Sean's got no interest, but the Mass Effect trilogy did come out like the other week. Yeah, it came out last yeah, week. I, I, no, I knew it was on the cards, but I didn't realise it actually just... Yeah, I heard about yeah. that, and I thought, surely that should get more fanfare or have people realise, yeah. oh, not such a good game. <laughs> no, well, I think it's joking. anyone who's interested has surely has already played yeah. at least two of them by now. I think. So why would you buy the whole set? Well, I, that's the kind of thing you get for your dad. For you're like, you like sci-fi, dad, and your dad is like, I don't love you. Stop buying me these things. <laughs> and they're like, no, play along. And he goes, this is just a poor facsimile of anyway. Um, <laughs> Could be anyone's dad, though. So, okay, so you guys settled actually... on fucking El Shaddai, did we? No, no, no Dolphin no. Olympics 2. Put Doom in the box. Oh, fuck's sake. Next. Um, <laughs> Rapture Leaking says, what's your comfort game? Uh, Doom. Outrun 2 is definitely one of them. Oh, Outrun 2, definitely. Definitely. It's a hangover nurse of that. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm agreeing with that statement. Well, no, it's just because you've seen me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangover <laughs> sound cool. Um... <laughs> Vanquish. I play Vanquish a lot when I'm kind of, you know. That's not a comfort game, though. That's hard work. No, no. If you set it down on easy and just stick around like. <laughs> I've um, Mario sixty four is actually one I've yes. sort of thought about that, like because I know it so well, like all of the threat and like difficulties being sucked out of it. Um, because yeah, like I'll, I'll never get to a point where I'm playing the later levels where it gets difficult. So whenever I put on Mario sixty four, it's just so familiar that I can just. Like play it almost without really thinking about doing it, mm. um, and I like uh, it. That's a good game. Mario's obvious answer, but flowers a good one because you can just put it on and fly around. That does my head in though because of the motion control. I ah, oh, the motion controls are fine. Yeah, I'm not saying they're ba- they're they're bad. It's just that that's not comforting. Fannying around my fucking arms out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to do? You just hold the controller and just tilt it about. That's the essence of games in a way. <laughs> Is next. Doncology says, in the Grand Theft Auto V trailer, what car brand excited you the most? Yeah, someone was saying about this. Apparently, they're all real brands. In, Are they? In it. Oh. Well, God, some people don't have a life to live, do they? It, t- it takes a joke away, doesn't it? Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit weird. I don't know if there's is there any other like real branding in it, or is it just the cars? I'm um, pretty so sure that's a real dog. Apple Mac computers. Oh, that they had. Um, Which is interesting because it's probably not because, fucking coming out on that. Yeah, because, <laughs> and like, and it's also interesting because I mean, Apple, yeah, Apple are the exact sort of company that presumably this game would take the piss out of, and yet if, if Apple have signed off the permission to have their products in the game, then that's not going to happen. Mm. So that'll be weird, but hey ho. Yeah, um, Rapture Leaking says, which color Spartan armor is the sexiest? Um, I always do mine white with like. Black bits and a bit of bit of sky blue. And that's the answer, is it? It's not the answer. I'm just saying that's why I always do <laughs> mine. Um, but like, I go for more, you know, handsome and respectable than sexy. So, <laughs> I, 
always. Um, I've only played Halo once. I played Halo Reach when I was a games journalist once. I got into the beta. And it turns out, if you never played Halo, and they're like, let's see what the beta's like. It's not happy. That's not fun. So I would say the sexiest um, color of Halo armor would probably be the one glistening with my own tears, because it would be the one that had the most familiarity to me. And the nice. bosom I would feel like falling towards the most, you know. <laughs> Andy, well, yeah, I can't. I normally go for like the same colours of Degeneration X, so <laughs> black oh, and neon it. green. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that. All right, that works. All right, um, Mr. Jonty says, "Do you agree that Grand Theft Auto 4 was actually great, and not the blasphemous ab- abnormation people have retrospectively labelled abomination?" Abomination. <laughs> Oh. Words, Andrew. Yeah, I know. I struggle. Like it's, it's it's not my fault entirely, but also sort of my fault. Um, abomination. Uh, yeah, no. We, God, we, yeah. We, Hang on a minute. I'm not even fucking reading that correctly at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, abomination. People have retrospectively labelled it as. Um, that's a good question because it's a good that's question. where we're all on side there. Yeah. yeah. Like, but then, yeah, there was like Grand Theft Auto came out. Sorry, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, and then everyone loved it. And then for some reason, six months later, there was this whole group of people going, "Yeah, it was shit, wasn't it?" <laughs> and it's like, no, they, they say no, no, it wasn't. Like, okay, there were, there were issues. Like, yeah, the whole having to drive for five minutes again if you mess up a mission is kind of irritating. Um, uh, no, that's about it. No, that's literally the only fault in Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> Thing is though, uh, like I, I guess it's I don't I don't know if it's like we had different experiences to be, but like the first day that came out when we had like a full free roam going on, and I yeah. just remember like um, being in a boat <laughs> with um, like and I was driving it, um, being tailed by like most of the police force in the game, helicopters a lot, heading towards the Statue of Liberty. And uh, my then housemate Mike, because I think you were in the game as well, Sean. Just says I like, wasn't immediately because uh, I I banned myself from playing Grand Theft Auto oh, yeah, 4 because yeah, yeah. I had a degree to finish. That's true. So you missed this. I remember him saying to me like, "Well, hang on a minute. Obviously, like a major point in the game is going to take place at the Statue of Liberty area." And he was a bit like, "Do I want to see it before I get there?" And I was just like, mate, when you get there in the game, you're not going to be fucking tailed by half the police force <laughs> firing an AK out the back of a speedboat. Like, trust me, this is bad. And it was just like an amazing moment where we just got there and ended up having like a massive last stand outside the um, Statue of Liberty. What a game. Yeah, it was an amazing game. It's one thing that I really want to try on that. And it's, it's never going to be patched in, but it's just something that I would love to see. Is, um, you know, the Oculus Rift? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it'd be amazing. You know, when. Uh, you get in the cab. You can mm-hmm. view the city from first person yeah, yeah, and just go around, on a cab. Yeah. And you can look around. You can just go on a cab ride. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be fucking amazing just to pop on the Oculus Rift and just go for a drive through that city, just sat yeah. in the back of a cab? Because I mean, I've, I think I've talked on the show before about how I have this bizarre habit of just loading up Grand Theft Auto 4 and just going for a walk and just lick it, listening to things and looking mm-hmm. at things and going mad. Because there's so like there's there's working trains in that game. Yeah. And you can go, de- like, you know, you go to the subway stations and there's all, like, maps and different stops and, and stations and, and it's all just there and it works. And it's a real don't place. don't even know because it's... <laughs> well, obviously, it's, like, massively simplified. I think it's, like, what, two train routes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but, like, most, most people never even look at that, let alone use it. Mm. Bastards. Yeah, Great bastards. game. And both okay. expansions were ace as well. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um... 
fail naught says, "Have you ever played something so emotionally charged you needed a break?" Um, Lost Odyssey. Yeah, fucking Lost Odyssey is pretty hard going. Yeah, I places. had to stop playing that because it's incredibly sad stories. For it? my sins, I remember playing uh, Mass Effect One and getting to the decision where you where someone's going down and stopping to have a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking pause that and <laughs> I'll come back to it. I think um, even though there's no story in it, I remember having to stop playing Half-Life 1 a couple of times and be like, this is never going to happen again. Games will never be this good again. And I, like, I didn't know at the time that I was you know, going to be an arsehole that would actually think that forever. But like, I was seriously just like, man, I'm never going to kill a helicopter like I killed that helicopter. Uh. <laughs> but again, story in games, why would you, why would you bother? Oh, no idea. Um, Phil Wall says, so Cod Blops 2 is out, a.k.a. Call of Duty 9. What's the best game that was ninth in its series? Presumably Final Fantasy. I mean, well, it wasn't. By, so... by default. Um, well, no, because Final Fantasy 9 was meant to be pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, but what are you saying there? Which, what's the best game that was ninth in its series? It wasn't the best yeah. Final Fantasy game, though. Yeah, but the best game that was ninth in its series doesn't have to be the best. He's not saying which series peaked at nine, surely. Yeah, Yeah, he's saying which. He's saying out of all the games that that were ninth in their series, which is the best. Castlevania Bloodlines. I think that yeah, because that might not actually be the ninth at all. I'm just going off the fact that the next one was called Dracula X. (laughs) 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 That's that's fantastic logic, though. (laughs) How many series are even that long? Um, it's got to be something else. Was right, Mega Man many... 9 that remix one that they bought? Or not remix, but yeah, D-Make yeah, one they bought? Yeah, Mega Man 9 was alright, though. Yeah. yeah. How about if we, if we I mean, numbered the Need for Speed games? How many of them have there been? Which God, was the no. It's, uh, just for some reason, Wikipedia. I feel it's going to be one of the shit ones. Um, can I have a games collection? Uh, no. Nothing. <laughs> Got nothing. Here we go. Right, Surely right, there's on. been like nine Worms know? games, Did you right? know? We've just begun the fourth generation of Need for Speed games. I didn't. Whoa, um, big day. So we've got first generation, the Need for Speed, then Need for Speed 2, Need for Speed 3, Hot Pursuit, Need for Speed High Stakes, Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, so they did a Jedi Knight with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so hang on, so that's, that's one, two, three, Fucking four, Jedi Knight five, games. six, seven, eight, <laughs> nah, no, because nine was Need for Speed Most Wanted, but the 2005 one. Uh, you mm. see, that's bugging it, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. But apparently, yeah, Need for Speed Underground, the 2003 one, that was the start of the second generation. And that all the way went all the way to Need for Speed Undercover. And then third generation was Need for Speed Shift. And then it was all the semi-realistic ones. And then apparently that ended with Need for Speed The Run. How that's the second generation is Shift, I've no idea. And now we're in the, now we're in the fourth generation with another Most Wanted. Wicked. Mark Atansky says, <laughs> How many people could you fight using a copy of Two Human? All of the people oh. who, would, who would fight me. <laughs> <laughs> one. I'd just let, so, I'd smash it against their head. <laughs> are we going to contextualise this one or are we just leaving it? Probably it should because there's quite a few questions about it, but fucking two human. <laughs> those, those so it would, so it's turned out. <laughs> so the people who, the, the idiots who made two human, I like two human, right? But the people who made it are morons. Um, <laughs> they've been in this lawsuit um, with Epic for a while because they were claiming that basically they were given a shitty unfinished version of the Unreal Engine. The same Unreal Engine that like everyone uses and loves the world over. Um, and yeah, they were saying their version was like especially broken or something. 
Which um, explains, obviously, their especially shitty, unfinished and broken <laughs> video game that came out. Shut up. Um, so yeah, so uh, they tried to sue Epic, and Epic won. Well, they didn't win. Yeah, they, well, yeah, it didn't, Silicon Knights did... didn't win, and then Epic tried to counter sue them, didn't they? And that has worked. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the courts have ruled that all unsold copies of Two Human have to be rounded, rounded up, and destroyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> worst internship ever, I think, is. <laughs> uh, and, do th- you this have... is and this is a funny situation because Two Human is a game that most people fucking loathe. And I kind of like it. <laughs> So this is this is an amusing like clash of feelings that I'm having because like because you know Silicon Knights have like fucking embarrassed themselves really. Um, it does sound like the like a seemingly quite good office excuse you would make that got really really out of hand. <laughs> uh, why is our game so bad? Oh, they gave us like a shite version of the code, man. Like, what can I tell you? It's like they gave us. We should sue them. Oh, probably. I mean, maybe not, but like, maybe not. and I feel like cute, like. Oh man, I have to buy a suit because I told you, man, oh Jesus, like <laughs> five years later, they're, you know, the Fahrenheit 451 lads are rounding up two human, and you're like, oh shit, that's <laughs> work for Zinga. <laughs> I'm willing to put my fucking services forward. If they want someone to come and wreck a load of copies of two human, I am, I am up for that. <laughs> But it's not just too human e- either, is it? Some X Men game no one remembers as oh, well. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, it's all yeah, the stuff that made it's, sense. I was yeah, X Men Destiny and something else as well. Because I was just looking up. Yeah, I was just looking up other games they've made. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just too human and X Men Destiny, I think. But they don't even play X Men Destiny. It was meant to be so. horseshit, like really <laughs> bad. And this is from, but you know, you gotta remember, this is from people that gave us. Um, Blood Omen, the original Blood Omen. Admittedly, then it got taken up by Crystal Dynamics, who did a much better job. Yeah, they took the fucking ball and ran with it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they did Eternal, Eternal Darkness, which I've never played because I'm It's a very funny, good game, actually. Yeah, Eternal Darkness is a brilliant game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. All right, not their game, but apparently Twin Snakes is. Nah, I don't like Twin Snakes. Well, you're a. Is that the one with the different cutscenes in it or something? Yeah, they've got the, yeah, the um, Kitamura directed all the cutscenes. That guy did Versus and that <laughs> and fucking Godzilla Final Wars. They got <laughs> they got that guy in to do the Metal Gear to redo the Metal Gear Solid cutscenes, which is exactly why Snake fucking leaps off a missile that's being fired at him at one point. <laughs> um, and but yeah, it's it's really broken because you can do all the things from Metal Gear Solid 2, like aim in first person and hang off ledges. But it's exactly the same game as Metal Gear Solid 1, so all the enemies are on the same routines. And like by doing those two things, they, they, the enemies have got no chance because they've still got the same vision cones. So you can just stand fucking miles away from them, go into first person, and shoot them. So fuck Twin Snakes, destroy all that as well. Um, Crofters says, which one of you has drawn a penis and or swastika on the Curiosity Cube already? Hello! I've, th- I've done a swastika, I haven't done a penis though. I've done both. Have you? I did write, uh, cunt smash on it. That's good. I wrote piss. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, how can you write, is it a different colour underneath the thing you chip away, or how no, can that's you... right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, alright, okay. Just... <laughs> Just curious. I'm glad there's a big swastika on it though, you know. That seems... There's a whole bunch of them. That's, well, look, uh, um, you know, any great piece of art is going to have controversy. So. Maybe, maybe inside it just says, you know, swastikas are okay by me. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what's inside the cube is it reveals how many of, of your ancestors were Nazis? Yeah, it's a picture of Peter you in full SS uniform. <laughs> just going, sorry, it is a car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, fuck. Next question. Next question is from... Um, two seconds. I'm pressing a button. It's from Duncology, and he says... Do you agree that Deadpool the game should outsell every game ever made? I didn't know this was a game. Deadpool the game looks like the biggest pile of horse shit I have ever <laughs> seen. Seriously. It's like, oh man, you know that kind of vaguely amusing character that was way, way too overused when Marvel didn't know what they were doing? Let's get him to say, like, memes and, like, sub-family guy jokes and let's put him in... Not a rip-off of Batman, but, like, a rip-off of that Captain America game that was a rip-off of Batman. Uh, Sounds like a great idea, everybody. Let's write ourselves giant checks. So everything you just heard is my total knowledge about Deadpool the game, so I've been heavily swayed against it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Nolan North, I think, is Deadpool. You know, like, thank God he got some work, obviously, but, like, fucking hell. Like, Jesus. No thanks. Next question. They should give Deadpool to fucking Grasshopper Manufacture. Get him to reskin yeah. No More Heroes and throw it out. <laughs> See, that makes sense. But the only I still maintain the only good comics game is Andy's Connect Preacher game. Oh yeah, absolutely. We should <laughs> kick, we need to kickstart that. That is how that hasn't been kickstarted. Gareth Ennis would be on board one hundred percent. Yeah, I'd imagine. I think any game where you can swear at your Xbox and it does things. I think Garth Ennis would be behind that 100%. Yeah. Um, Next. Rapture League, he says, what's better, the new GTA trailer or a room full of kittens and boobs? Well, hang on. If they're, that like, sounds horrifying. It does, doesn't it? Because I hate cats that's... and, like, a load of dismembered mammaries just <laughs> yeah. being, like, right, eaten it? by the cats. I was going to say, the cats would just be feasting on them. They yeah. don't give a fuck. GTA 5 trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Next. John Hicks, Mr. John T, returns and says, Early indications are that Far Cry 3 is a, quite a lot like Far Cry 2. Do you agree this is a good thing? Because it is. Now, he's opened up right fucking, like, can here. <laughs> but in a, a good can. Like a can yeah. of chocolate worms rather than horrible, like, flesh-eating worms. But um, Flesh-eating worms. Far Cry 2's like, probably one of our favourite ever games. And yeah. to be honest, I had no idea that Far Cry 3 was shaping up to be a lot like Far Cry 2, so I'm quite I think, glad I think he's means, I think he means... Okay, so the, the boring, stupid issue we've had with Far Cry 3 up to this point, for those who aren't fans of me and Andy and our stupid thoughts, um, <laughs> is that Far Cry 2 um, kind of took you on your very own personal breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. And and that was what that game was about. Yeah. Far Cry 3 seems to follow... From what we've seen, bearing in mind we've not played the game, it sounds like John has, because, you know, he, he can play anything he wants. Yeah, it's from what we've seen, it seems like Far Cry 3 is more about, like, here is a character, watch him have a breakdown mm. instead of putting you through your own. And that, that that's, you know, that's more like what Spec Ops The Line did, yeah. which is... Which is kind of cool, but just less clever and a bit more obvious. And yeah, at, at no yeah. point have we said that we think it's going to be bad. It's just that, like, Far Cry 2, in places, it has some pretty shocking game design choices, but they were all aiming towards this overall goal of making of grinding you down like the character in the game was being grinded down and making you, you know, putting you in the, not the same position, obviously. <laughs> Heaven forbid, but, that would be horrible. But, you know, trying to sort of, like, you know, Put you in a in a similar headspace, um, yeah. and and it's like the like you know like Far Cry Two. After I finished that, I couldn't play any shooting games for ages. When I finished Spec Ops: The Line, I was like, that was pretty clever, and I did really like that bit where they played Mogwai and I shot all the men. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> spoilers! 
Alderman. Um, yeah, isn't Far Cry 3, though, a game where you're pursued by a deadly accent? And <laughs> at every turn, this accent returns. Because every time I see the trailer, it's just, man, Clay has a really strong, weird accent. Like, like it doesn't seem to be from anywhere in particular. He's just like, dude, you know what insanity means? It's like... <laughs> I don't know if this is what this game should be about, really. Um, Probably not. I mean, you know, like, maybe... Okay, so let's say everything we've said up to this point is accurate. Like, is it okay for a game to sort of dumb that concept down and make it a bit more obvious? Because, you know, like, as great as Far Cry 2 is, we know a lot of people who could not be bothered finishing it. Yes. So by making that premise a bit more accessible, if a bit less powerful in the process... Is that is that okay to do that or like are we snobs? Well, no, no, which is better, Evil it's Dead or Evil Dead Two? Well, this, this is it. It's, it's a bit. Of, it's a bit of both. It's like uh, I think that um, based on you know things we're hearing as it gets closer to release, it probably isn't as clever. But I I don't think it's going to be any less of an excellent experience. Yeah, and, I mean, like everything about the combat and stuff does seem amazing and quite possibly better. Yeah, and um, so that's like cool. you know it it doesn't look like they've completely dumbed it down. And it certainly doesn't look like they are going to pull a fight club on us, which I've been saying all year as well. And if they fucking do, I'm going to be furious. Well, <laughs> you have the accent. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm abso- I'm, I've you been, the for the longest time, absolutely convinced that the ending of Far Cry 3 is going to be, oh, and you're the guy all along. You've been going mad. Um, but... Signs seem that would to explain the wonky accent, though. No, I don't know. He's, but... he's pretending to be foreign. And just that's coming just, across that's a, bit racist. Racist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit racist, that doing the voice. Um, well, that happened That happened in Bioshock, and no one called that racist, even though it was the worst Irish accent they've ever heard. Right? <laughs> nah, you see, you see, as like as a shit English person, I, I was totally fooled by the Irish accent. Yeah, so was I, complete hook, line, difference. and sink. I thought you were a man called Sean, Sean. Like, you <laughs> <laughs> should be trying harder to represent for other Seans, a lot of whom are from Ireland. We should get you to do some sound bites for us after the after we go off air. Saying, would you kindly listen to the Midnight Resistance podcast? <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> this is like a situation now. This is I'm gonna contact embassies over this. <laughs> this is fucking sewable material, man. I'm gonna talk about widespread bias. This is the next Jimmy Sal. I'm blowing this open. This is horrific. The oh. next Jimmy Savile. Oh my god. This goes right to the top. <laughs> what do you call oh, Jesus. Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do hope Far Cry 3 is really good. Yes. I just suspect it's not as clever, but maybe that's okay because maybe more people will get it. Like, yeah, okay, so go, quickly going back to the Spec Ops, the line thing. I was saying, um, I think it was when the golden joysticks were on, I was going mad on Twitter because that's fun to me. Um, but there was, yeah, there was some trailer for some shitty man shooting game that was coming out. And I was like, to be fair, there are probably now a lot of people who played Spec Ops The Line and who are now seeing this trailer for this generic man game and just being like, mm, nah, nah, I'm okay. There's no Mogwai in this one. No Mogwai in it, yeah. Nothing compares, no. Um, no, just the fact that, yeah, there are, there are people who probably couldn't be bothered finishing Far Cry 2, but could be bothered finishing Spec Ops The Line, which to me was like really obvious with the points it was making. But you know, yeah, it delivered that, them in that, quite. That, a, it delivered them in quite a cool way. But it was yeah, and if that if that reached people and you know, and that makes people that turns people off stupid boring war games, then great. Hmm. Right, let's fly through some. All right, you ready? Whee!
Okay, Phil Wall says, is there life on Mars? No. Um, no. Okay, no. Rapture Leaking says, where does my heart beat now? Is anus. That, I, presume, anus. I presume that's anus. the song. There you go, anus. anus. Okay, uh, and Ted Pate. <laughs> Did that say? Oh, man. Uh, it says, punch quest or donkey punch? Punch quest. Uh, oh, I fucking need a punch quest, I guess, even though I've never played it, because fuck Donkey Punch forever. Um, <laughs> Mr. Johnny says, in light of Matt versus Devil May Cry fans, or DMC, as it's now known, is there any reboot you would have actively killed rather than have it debase prior games? Uh, now, Syndicate's got to be up there, surely. Oh, Syndicate is right up there, isn't it? That's yeah. that's the one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Syndicate. But dubstep, well, guys, come on. Syndishat. <laughs> Um, Boom! Syndic cunt. Um, That's better. Shit, dick. Um, no. Not going to Windicus. Sorry, uh, yeah. had to keep PG forever. Um, <laughs> man, that's that's a pretty bad one. Well, there's got to be something else that they brought back, and it was horse shit. I'm trying to think. Judy, you can forever. Oh Christ! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I suppose that wasn't really a reboot as such, like, <laughs> rather than a con- continuation of his legacy, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, that sucked pretty hard. Um, that, that, yeah, I probably would have been happier just living on in denial. That recent Double Dragon thing was supposed to be appalling, wasn't it? Wasn't... Oh, man, that, that was so right. strange, because that was by frigging way forward, right? Yeah, rather, they've a long done history. some good stuff. They did that yeah, they've done, they've, yeah, they've got a long history of doing really good 2D action games, and then they went... Oh yeah, we're going to remake Double Dragon, and we're going to make all the characters 3D, and they look terrible. And it's like, guys, you've got a lot of talented 2D sprite artists. Have you considered using them? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, someone, I, I read somewhere that the only really, really faithful and good part that they got down completely was the punching the woman in the stomach bit. Which, if you're going to pick a bit, maybe don't pick that one. <laughs> Let's really work on this, guys. Let's let's take Sunday and let's do it. Fucking Medal of Honor, the reboot of was that. that a re- like was that the, a reboot? I thought that was yeah. Just well, no, because it used to be old World War Two stuff, didn't it? And it was all quite oh, that's right. decent. Like the PC one with the the beachhead, the Saving Private Ryan bit. <laughs> that was that was quite amazing back in the day. Um, and yeah, the sort of modern warfare inspired reboot. Well, that was shit. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. That too. Um, next question is also from Mr. John. He says, what is your favourite item shop? Fucking merchant yeah. in Resi 4. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, what are you buying? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> the ones in the Scott Pilgrim game are pretty excellent because oh. you buy things like cans of Coke and they make you better at punching people. Oh, no. really? Adult yeah. man? You're going to... Oh, all right. All right. Look, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> There should be a Chris Ware side-scrolling game where you swim through that tears. That would be good. I would play that. <laughs> and at the end, your character is just obese and dies. <laughs> is this, just just to clarify, is this you hating Scott Pilgrim in general or hating the game specifically? Uh, it, it just the kind of weird culture that was backwards engineered from the somewhat subtle references in the first few comics that got more and more uh, prominent when your man realised which side of his bread had the butter on it and then <laughs> had people going like, the only comic that exists is Scott Pilgrim. I'm qu- pretty coy now because I've uh, switched my giant fedora for a kind of a weird hippie-ish necklace and yeah, I've got flames on my trousers, you know. 
So yeah, that's what I, I think of. I never got that. Why is it like you can get those hoodies in every market in the world with an airbrush skull on the back and flames like fucking <laughs> Tito Ortiz's shorts round the, <laughs> like round the edge? It's just there's a lot know. of extreme people out there, man, that want to you know let people know. Yeah, so stand back. It's like a, it's like giving you a fair warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit intense. <laughs> uh, another good item shop is the Black Cat and Dragon's Dogma because it's fucking clever because it clones any item that you give it and it costs a lot of money but the trick is that when it clones the items they don't retain any of the magical properties of the original item and then you can so you can like get important quests like, like guys like oh I need this really powerful magic book and you're like yeah sure and you get the book and then you make get a forgery made of it and you give him the forgery and he's like cool and he, he's fooled by it and there, there are tons of quests where you can do this and the game just works around it beautifully and like and it has effects later on where someone tries to use one of these items and it doesn't fucking work because you gave him a fake copy. Ah, I know what you mean cool. now. I know yeah. the bit you mean. Because <laughs> yeah. I've got to a bit where some guy who I actually gave back the magic books, not a cunt, came in and bailed me out by using the magic book to fuck exactly. things up with. Alright, fair enough. Still not as good as Hotline Miami. Right, Bad Bonobo <laughs> says, which is the best direction for a protagonist to be looking at on the box art? Silhouette or not? That's a good question. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, not straight at me, because that freaks me out. Um, God, you're easily shook, right? I'm going <laughs> to say to the right, or his left, her left. Own yeah. feet is good, because it's like, oh, man, all the... It's usually driving games as well. All the driving I've been doing is so intense, I have to check on my shoes at all times. I like... Um, I'm a big fan of looking straight at you, but the face is, like... Not there's no you can't see the features. It's like blurred out, like the battlefield right. man. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or like anyone on a Call of Duty. <laughs> um, what about the the guy on the football manager boxes? You never see his face, do you? Yeah, you only see his chin. <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> like ma- mouth and chin and bottom of nose for like what fucking a decade now. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it? I hope it's the same guy. That'd be amazing if it was. I don't. You think should it start is. claiming to be him. Hey, you know, the guy in the champion man- championship manager boxes. Yeah, that's me. Fucking championship manager box. Who are you? Um, <laughs> Bad Bonobo also says, in a perfect world, if games didn't taste like plastic and lasers, what would they taste like? Ah, oh, man. I don't know. What do you games I'd be quite like? happy with them tasting like lasers, to be honest. Mm. I've never eaten a laser. Lasers um, probably taste like um, burnt hair, though, right? Like... <laughs> Not that I've had a lot of burnt hair in my time, but... Or lasers. I did eat a guinea pig in Peru, and they're not that careful with them, so... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that, is that real? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they Sorry, eat guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's their, their food there. Like, you go to any yeah, of their yeah. houses, and there's a lot of guinea pigs, and you're like, oh, you must love guinea pigs. And like, yes, we do. They taste lovely with a bit of butter. It's like, hmm, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Then you have one, it's like, oh, kind of like turkey. Why'd you keep the lungs in? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What else should games taste like? Um, piss. Yeah. Tastes like piss. They piss. Probably, most of them probably do taste like piss. Piss is a good idea. Mm. Next. Moving on. Um, this dude, whose name is Pleasant Pig on Twitter, says, what's the best piece of clothing in a video game soundtrack? <laughs> Alright, okay, okay, okay. Fuck. He's trying to fucking, he's trying to confuse us. Two answers to this, right? First of all, I don't know which one it is because I've only ever seen the ending, but there is an end of one of the 3D Contra games where 
The dude blows up the world, and then you and the the two fellas fly through space wearing loincloths, right? And only loincloths, and one of them is holding on to the other one. And the sound of humming, of the developers humming, is the only soundtrack. <laughs> and those the, that image, I swear to God, this is real. And that image, though, you know, the, 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 the loincloth and the humming is so indelibly linked that I would argue that they are both two halves of the same whole. The other answer I have, right, requires you to think of guns as an item of clothing, which I do because, let's face it, guys, I'm pretty gangster. I'm on the streets a lot, and anybody tries to step... You've got to, to accessorise, haven't you? Anybody who tries to step to me, I've got to let them know. I've got a voice in the streets and not a straight <laughs> to speak on, all right? So, right, 1989, or sometime around that, there was a RoboCop... There was a RoboCop game for, like, the Genesis or whatever, right? That got sampled. The music from that got um, covered. Or the music for that got sampled and put into an ad for utensils. I have no idea why I remember no, this. that's right. Uh, the Ariston ad. Yeah, they yeah. Used the, the game, it was the Game Boy one they used. Yeah, and then... It's a good song. Then that was used in a Dilbert uh, animatic <laughs> where Dilbert killed people with uh, the oh, other I dude. Oh, I know that. What that is. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it got... got yeah, that got... It's still... But... Then that version was sampled by most based rapper of all time and greatest rapper of all time, Little B, Little B for Little Boys, <laughs> who talks about a gun and how much he likes a gun and having one on the track. So I would say that the best piece of clothing in a video game song is the instrumental theme tune to the Game Boy version of the Robocop game because Little B says he wants to have a gun over it. That might be the best answer anyone's ever pulled out of their ass on this podcast. Nothing further, you're on. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hogatron <laughs> says, I've started playing Vanquish and I don't love it. Do I go to the Doctor or just jump off a cliff? No, you cliff. keep playing it until it makes sense and you yeah. realise the error of your ways. Then cliff. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect game, man. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. No story to speak of. Just a great fucking. I went back to it recently, Vanquish, and I was playing it. And my housemate came into the room to see what I was playing. And when it was Vanquish, decided to stick around to watch me play Vanquish. And right on cue, as he came in, I managed to throw a grenade over the top of a cruiser carrying six dudes. Hang go, on, you told this yeah, story. Yeah, go in the bullet week. time and blow it all up, and it became the best game ever again immediately. And yep. that's that's why. <laughs> That's why. Phil Wall says, why can't I stop listening to the theme song from Space Jam? Now, I reckon I know the answer to this, because they've just said that they're going to do a Kickstarter for a sequel to yes. Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Yeah. Oh man, Space Set Jam. Less. Yeah, the, the Space Jam theme song was used in the trailer for the first one. <laughs> I still need to play uh, Shut and Jam Gaiden. Oh, I've watched amazing. a lot of videos of it. It seems like the, it seems like another perfect. Like it seems incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I know about it is amazing. So yeah, kickstarting a sequel. Watch the chaos stuff. dunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Next, Pleasant Pig says, "Would you rather have a Duke Nukem game made by that game company or an artsy fartsy effort from Gearbox?" You see, this is this is a more interesting question. Then it's immediately apparent, just because of the fact that, <laughs> that uh, Anthony Birch is employed by Gearbox, right? And he mm. knows a thing or two about our games. does. Um, I mean, worth pointing out at this point that we don't believe in term art games, <laughs> because they're all art. 
So fuck it. No, all the um, games though. Fuck the passage, man. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to me when that shit has fucking dual no, wielding shotguns or something. There's the other thing as well. It's like Anthony Birch also did most of the dialogue to Borderlands 2. Am I right? Yes. And he clearly knows a thing or two about being actually quite funny. So yeah. that's a step forward for Duke Nukem. Um, so well, on, no gearbox so, aren't involved. Yeah, in. you see, this is the thing. Like, it's it's a lose lose for the Duke here. Is what I'm getting at. So I think right. I might have to take the artsy fartsy effort from Gearbox. Okay. But I'm kind of hoping that Gearbox actually pull their finger out and just do something with the fucking license. To be honest. <laughs> but didn't didn't it sell a shitload? Even though it was terrible. Yeah, right, and it, I think it's had enough, a weird yeah. second win. Right, I used. Slight tangent. I used to work in retail in HMV, and one of the weirdest things was seeing a DVD top the charts the second it went to like five pounds and stay there for so long. And it was stuff like Resident Evil, like mm. it, that. That that was like a notorious offender for it. It's just like the second the Resident e- the latest Resident Evil film was a fiver. Just fucking people just started pulling themselves out the woodwork to buy this shitty action film just for an evening's entertainment. And I think the same things happen with Duke Nukem Forever because you see it most mm. places and it's like sub seven quid and like it's always in the Steam sale for about a fiver. And I think it does all right. So oh. I think it's had like some weird budget sort of second wind. Um, Every time I think it's kind of funny that that's rubbish and stuff, then I remember that horrible level where all the women are hanging out with the walls and stuff, and I'm like, oh no, it is actually (laughs) evil. (laughs) It's like, if they just took that bit out, it would just be unfortunately shit. <laughs> Looks like you're fucked, baby. Like, like, no, man. Like, that's not good. Like, none of this is funny. Uh, Jesus, yeah, no. But if they didn't have that bit in it, you know, run around in tiny levels all you want, that's... Mm. Fucking games, man. Next. Fucking games. Caribou Shoe says, if you could punch one quest, which quest would you punch? The one I've got to do on Dragon's Dogma at the minute, where I've just got to wait around for something to happen. Right, what is this quest? Because you mentioned it. Um, so I, don't I think I've got like some guys and they get arrested or something. And I've just got to, like I've spoke to some people and it was largely boring. No, you just you go to an <laughs> inn, you make it go night time, and then you go to an area and it activates the quest. Uh, Did you make this game, Sean? Because every yeah. time someone has a problem with it, you go, "No, you're just playing it wrong." You fucking hurt yeah. something. <laughs> quest. Um, quest. I would punch Questlove from the roots because he <laughs> he used to be like a fairly he's a good drummer, and he some of the work, the earlier roots records are less insufferable than what they pump out now. But every single shitty white people thing. He's bought into co-sign it. Everything from the fucking Jimmy Fallon show to Carmen. He's there with a fucking afro picking, drumming away as if, you know, everything's cool with this. Like, he co-signs. He has the most notoriously, like, Rolling Stone top 100 records. Dad taste in music outside of rap. And he's awful. And he shows up to legitimize a load of shite. So, I would punch him quite hard in the face. Nice. Quest love. Um, you. A tribe called Quest. Oh, that's a good one too. And um, both of you are racist, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> good. Don't punch them. What? Um, Pleasant Pig says. What's oh, so it's most... not one dude. Sorry. <laughs> he says, "What's the most kicking saxophone solo in video game history?" God, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Saxophone solo. There's um, got to be a couple of good ones though. 
I think the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack, the, the, the boss fight had like a sound that sounds like a synthetic saxophone that I remember trying to play on my saxophone as a child and not being able to, but it is really, it either sounds great, which I think involves it being synthetic with the DJ scratching, or it sounds terrible if you're a child who's just squeaking it. So I would say that one, I guess. I think there's, um, I think there's a cracker in the Burning Rangers theme, so I might need Racist. To... Oh man, man! I see. I see. As the palest member of the podcast, you're taking that word back, Sean. That's pretty. (laughs) That's pretty admirable of you. You know. All right. Um, Tryhug says two human is being recalled and destroyed. If you could recall and destroy any video game, what would it be? Oh, Alpha I Protocol. Know. I fucking hated Alpha Protocol so much. Oh, <laughs> I love Alpha Protocol. <laughs> God, the control. It's so awful. Oh, no, it, it's shite. It feels like you're playing a game in the room next door or something. Like, it, it controls like a big wad of tissue. Oh, it's awful. Oh, man, I, I, I hate to say it because, like, Tim Shaver's a dude, but brutal legend. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Disappointed. It's, it's still the biggest disappointment I've had in video games, like, without question. I'm trying to think of a, a game that's actually disappointed me that much. Because um, I mean, you know, I could I could mention just shit games, the Prison Break one. Mm. That that was shit. But then, I mean, you know, you're not really doing the world a service by retrieving all the copies and burning them because no no one fucking bought it anyway. Um, it would be fun if so. It, if we're assuming this is sold copies and unsold copies, just to like deprive the world of like a really popular game. That it, that it loves, like you know, just something obvious like Call of Duty or fucking World of Warcraft. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, we're turning, we're turning off the servers. You can't play anymore. That just like no, no announcement, just gone. Yeah, but that I mean, there are people. There are so many people who have been inside since that game came out that if they were all to step outside at once, that might actually deplete the oxygen supply for the Earth and kill everybody. To absorb all so, the sunlight. Yeah, so you have to think what you have to rot, rot with rot. Uh, rot with this, you know, this idea. You know, it's a dangerous thing, all this power, man. It is. I should not have played God, and I regret it. <laughs> Next question. Thedney says, Dear Games Master, why do Japanese mech games tend to give their walking tanks arms and hands? If you can answer this without racism, fair dues. <laughs> Um, because that way it, it makes them. Yeah, no, no, there is no good answer for that. Is there? It's stupid. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> stupid. Goodbye. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, no, because all right, so you could argue like, yeah, well, you know, it kind of makes it like a modular thing because they can just pick up any weapon. It's like, well, yeah, or you could just make like a, you know a certain type of joint and plug thing that any weapon can just plug onto. It's not like they're going to be picking up like you know standard human-sized firearms. So there'll all be weapons that are specifically built for the robots, so why would it just... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Moving on. It's um, also, well, I mean, <laughs> the real answer to that is probably that so people can be like, ah, yes, I'm a huge fucking robot, and it's like a figure you can identify with more easily, because then it becomes a pathetic power fantasy for virgins. <laughs> Take Phil that, Wars. virgins. I really like mechs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Wars says, Curiosity now has a donate button on the website for service and that, but no in-app buying yet. Isn't that a little weird? Yes, it's a little but it's weird. Molyneux. When has he ever done anything? No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I guess maybe he's just worried about people buying their way to the centre, which would kind of ruin but it. Wasn't that the point, though? 
that was originally pitched, wasn't it? Wasn't it like it was going to be like fifty grand to just unlock it or something? Yeah. Um, and then it's a Natsu with a car. Yeah, we well, yes, <laughs> the car's not worth that much. So, <laughs> well, like he's not going to get a return on the car or something. Like that. It's, it's totally a car. It has to be a car because <laughs> it says in the thing, "Don't sell your prize should it be a secret or an object." It's like, all right, we're not sending your shitty car. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> um, the Molyneux-mobile. It is weird because like there's been this debate on the internet about whether or not it's cool that like Molyneux is asking for money because on the one hand, like. Okay, so for argument's sake, let's say we all find this project worthwhile and quite interesting. Um, it's like, why can't he just be like any indie startup and just do a bit of bootstrapping and sell his fucking five cars and his and you know that sort of downsizes his lifestyle a bit and just pay for it himself because he could probably afford to do that because he's got a lot of stuff. But then other people are like, well, no, it's like it's a business; it's separate from his own personal belongings. You shouldn't expect people to just get rid of their stuff. But also, he really believes in it. And... He's so weird, he probably does cool shit with his money. Like, he probably runs his own crystal maze that no one sees. You know, like, he probably has all this, like, awesome shit going on that you don't even know about. Maybe that's what the middle of the cues is. The cues? The, co- the cube. It's just fucking Richard O'Brien. <laughs> Imagine if it turned out Molyneux and Richard O'Brien were the same person. Oh, shit. What, what have we just stumbled upon? <laughs> Shut it down. Shut everything down. <laughs> On the Darpa Chief, this is over, man. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Thedney says, Will you consider giving the Old Republic a go now it's free to play? I Probably. Did not, I did I'm not gonna... fucking know it's free to play. Yeah. I'm going to download that right now. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to just stick it on um, download after we finish here. Um, I mean, I, I say that. I mean, I've got my copy of Guild Wars sat here largely unplayed. Yeah, and you're fucking I mean. thinking about it. It's Star Wars, probably. I need to make my. Oh, hang on. We've got one, one more day, apparently. Until it goes free to play. Is it tomorrow it goes free to play? Or Apparently so. Yeah, tomorrow. Right, that's tomorrow evening, so. I've got a fucking day off. Oh, God. Oh, Stars Jesus. have aligned. The fucking well, Star Wars has aligned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that mean it was a catastrophic failure, then? Apparently, yeah. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. It, like, uh, yeah, got loads of interest right off the bat, and then it turned out the game only lasts... Basically, people were saying, no, no, it's, it's great, even if you don't like MMOs, because you can pretty much just play through the story in about... 20, 30 hours, and then never play it again. <laughs> and that's that's not how MMOs thrive. <laughs> so, yeah. Next. And Ted Pate says, best fox in a video game, living or dead. Fox die. The, um, the virus. The virus. <laughs> it's not the co- fox, Andy. <laughs> I co-signed that. Fox die. The logo of... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Great, great fox. The, the ninja. I was going to say, yeah, great fox, surely. Surely. There must be other good foxes in games. Any fox in a hunting simulator probably deserves a bit of a leg up at this stage. <laughs> um, What's the boss in Akami that's the fox with like nine tails? I know, you're the one who's fucking played it. Um, there's, a, Titus, there's a boss in Akami Titus, that's a fox, the fox with nine tails. Oh man, fucking the fox in um, fucking Persona 4? Like oh, right. the weird I've never played that, I've just watched the uh oh, playthrough on a website I can't name because fucking racist <laughs> people from England are like America Um but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mysterious Fox in Persona Four since pretty good. Star Fox. <laughs> fucking Star Fox McLeod, of course. Star I Fox to the look up Titus the Fox because um I said it and then realised, hang on, if I made that up <laughs> like immediately, <laughs> like was it some kind of fever dream? It turns out he was an um, anthropomorphic Fox character from 
For some reason, I was going to say era. Sly Cooper, but he was a raccoon, wasn't he? Yeah. Racist. Bullshit. Oh, there Next. we go. There we go. For fuck's sake, world. Fucking Googled Titus the Fox. Google image search. Halfway down the first page, fucking picture of him in his pants. <laughs> the tightest fox. Muscle bound in his pants. Oh, furries. Fucking like. full six pack as well. He'd be working out. Is he, is he swallowing anything? No, no, no. He's just posing. It's, so, it's <laughs> soft core. What it's soft core. <laughs> I've always wondered why, why those two fetishes are so closely intertwined. I'm uh, sorry. But have you not, are you not aware of this? Furries are offering to voring, which is the effect oh, yeah, of swallowing yeah. large objects. That must be really hard for you, Sean, when you're on presumably one message board and you encounter the other, because why would you have thought of that otherwise? <laughs> oh, man, no, no, I'm trying, to, on, trying uh, to get some on. decent voring and all this fucking furry bullshit. I want to be eaten by a real elephant. Come on. <laughs> this is low-quality shit, man. No one's eaten by Sonic. an enemy in Quake? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yes. No, I only know any of this from, you know, in something awful, well, I probably, possibly still do them, but years ago they used to do features where it was like, here's just a load of excerpts from awful people on forums. Yeah, and yeah. They did a furries one, and it was, yeah, loads of stuff about, like, oh, I want to be a, an animal that, like, swallows giant eggs. There's actually quite a good podcast where all they do is read that shit out. It's called the F Plus oh, Podcast. I would recommend it to anybody. The <laughs> the one where they do the voring stuff is brilliant. Or I can't remember. Is any. it kind of like are they, do they allow themselves to laugh as they do, it, or is it all just totally? Oh no, they they, they laugh. Like there's one where it's one guy, and it's not that funny. But like at least two of the people on the show are professional voice actors with crazy deep voices. Mm-hmm. And when they're reading out arguments about who's married to Sonic the Hedgehog, or <laughs> <laughs> like guys, guys giving like poor advice, which is like just pretend to shit yourselves, and all the women will love you. Like it's really, really good. Would uh, would recommend to anyone. I remember they did it uh, when they did it as like articles. There was a Dragon Ball Z forum one, and it was just one of one of these these screen grabs was just like poll. Have you ever tried to have powers like in Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> yes, ninety eight percent. Kamehame go to your room. Oh. <laughs> Next question. Okay, we'll start moving him along. Let's get this over with. Thedley says, Bioware reveals a female NPC seen in the new Mass Effect DLC, and in the next breath, her availability. Where did it all go wrong? Is this the Turian lady? Probably, I don't know. I've not really looked into it. You see, this is uh, this sort of ruins things for me. Because, you know, there's... Yeah, with all the, the theme... Like, the, the races in Mass Effect, okay? All the alien ones. There's, like... So, okay, so the Asari are all women. Um, and or rather, they're they're asexual, basically, aren't they? They're, they're neither or. But um, and then there's like the Krogans. You can understand why you never see any females because they're all kept safe on Tachanka, um because they're like really well, they're not rare, but you know they're all needed for breeding, which is a bit weird. <laughs> the God, what are the? It's a bit sex the, negative, isn't it? <laughs> Um, the Turians, there's, there's never much of an explanation for why you never see the women. Um, I know with the Solarians, the women are like revered and they all stay on the home planet running things. But basically, they, Bioware admitted it was just like it was just the effort of <laughs> of uh, designing like female versions or yeah, whatever of half the alien races. They just didn't have time. Um, so we, you know, Mass Effect Three, we saw one female Krogan. I was like, oh my god. Um, but that kind of works with the Krogan because there's an excuse there, right? But to suddenly see a female Torian is like, that sort of breaks the suspension of disbelief. It's like, right, so they were always around in the other Mass Effect games. You just literally never saw a single one. 
Whereas if they're just never there ever, you can kind of suspend your disbelief. But now they've introduced one, that kind of ruins it. Is that, is that just me? Am I talking shit? Is this moving it along? Sorry, that was no. a bit crude. I didn't... <laughs> just, you've thought a lot about this, though, man. Like, I don't know. I'd be, like, this raises seen... greater questions. I don't know. I've not seen anything about this new DLC. Apparently, they um, in, they show off the... It, look, it's, it appears to me that the report, they showed off the new character and then immediately started mentioning her availability, so to speak. Um, and he just said, where did it all go wrong? Fucking... Like when loads of idiot man children morons took over the video games companies, plus it's and worth started making out. weird let's, well yeah. games. I mean, let's just play directly into exactly the thing we shouldn't. Um, if it is the Turian we're talking about, probably wouldn't want to do that because they've all they've got like this sort of chitinous armored skin. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how that would that wouldn't be practical or comfortable. Again, um, you've taught a lot, a lot about this. <laughs> no, this is just just coming up with this as we go, man. You think, you think anything in this? You think anything in this show is premeditated, really? Yeah, it all it was all going along fine until you were like, no, according to my chart, here's where all the women are in the Mass Effect game. It's like, <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> it's like, no, they're on the whole planet safe, thank God. But these are. I <laughs> <laughs> so I know this is. Tough for you, Sean, but some people really like Mass Effect. It's okay, it's okay. Listen, I, 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 I forgive you all. Okay. Right, next. Here we go. Okay. Andrew JWL says, Favourite PS2 games, what are yours? Time Splitters. Oh, Time Splitters, yeah. Fucking good. Good. Did you hear about Time Splitters getting someone's... another potential crack at the whip here? No, well, no. Someone's made a petition on the internet. Yeah, but here's the thing. I understand that. Doesn't that doesn't mean fuck all. I understand that, but, like, someone who works for Crytek did say if it gets 300,000 followers, we'll consider it. The only other time I remember where someone from the community, you know, or, like, linked to the publisher has said something like that was Namco, and it got fucking Demon Souls released. Okay, fair point. Well, yeah, that's, that's a, that was a game that was already made getting released. This good is, point, good point. This is yeah. something else. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I, I think the bar's a lot higher as well. I think the the Demon Souls one wasn't that many. It was just like, all right, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it. Limited run. <laughs> but um, yeah. I know that like it's 300,000 they want. But it's good to see it being people talking about it again. Because time split. Yeah, great. I guess. Um, PS2 games. Uh, Gradius Five is basically a flawless fucking shmup. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. God Hand, obviously. Obviously. Um, Raw Danger. Yeah. Get on that. That's a good game and sort of worth it. And I, I think about the PS2 is I like all the really shitty survival horror games that came out on it as well. <laughs> like I've got a real soft spot for a lot of them, like um, fucking Demento and um, well, Haunting <laughs> Ground, as it was called. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And um, R- Resident Evil Outbreak as well, for some reason. So I like that there's a machine out there which does a load of shit like that. Um, and there was another game uh, that I had, uh, well, have on my PS2, um, I played it only briefly because it's fucking terrifying. Um, Echo Night Beyond. Oh, Not yeah, many people. It's the... a first-person uh, sort of exploration yeah. game, um, survival horror, where you're on an abandoned space station on the moon. It's oh, wow. ghosts. That sounds cool. It's, it's pure atmosphere, and it's got the Metroid Prime-style uh, visor effect going on. And um, you, when you see the ghosts, they basically essentially cause you have a panic attack and a heart attack and die 
but that's how they killed it. There's no, there's no combat or anything like that until like obviously like much later. But a lot of it's solving puzzles and wandering around and soaking up the atmosphere. And the trailer's amazing as well because it's just like clips of the game and Moonlight Sonata playing over it. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, like, there's lo- there's loads of fucking gold stuff on the PS2. Uh, Dragon mm. Quest, Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, that's amazing RPG. Um, I'll guess Solid Three, Snake Eater, which I suppose you can get everywhere else now. The fucking PS2 library is powerful, man. Uh, once yeah, that, once it's that, like I, I don't even know where to start. Is the only problem I'm having. Yeah, I, I, fucking... I would say like with the PS2 um, like library at the minute, is it kind of feels like it's in a bit of limbo. One of the things that I like about games, and obviously people can chastise me for this all they want, but I love it when you hit a point where like emulation becomes like a real thing because suddenly um. Uh, you, you know, the archive is there for you. Like, with, if if I'm writing an article and I need a, I need to reference a particular SNES game and it's not in my memory or something, I can quite easily get it um, and, yeah. and you know give it a go and then obviously delete it within 24 hours. You know, <laughs> but, you know, you know, I, you know like it, I like I like that there's a fucking archive out there where you can pull this stuff from. And then mm-hmm. PS2, the situation at the minute, it's not many people have a PS2 lying around anymore because we've kind of all moved on. And um, like the games, I mean, I've got a 60 gig PS3, and the, the, even then, there's some games that don't run or run badly. Um, but like stuff from that era isn't quite there emulator-wise yet, and yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the point where this massive library of PS2 games, including loads of really obscure shit that never got released or um, was limited release or never came out in the UK and stuff like that, is somewhere where I can get it and just try it. I think I mentioned like Michigan, which isn't even yeah, yeah. that good, but like I've had it as something I want to play for quite a while. And just, just it's eluded me, but um, obviously, you know, when that's just something that's in an a ROM archive, I can just go, yeah, I'll have that and play it. Like I kind of look forward to that that point where everything from an old generation is like almost disposable, I guess. Mm. But um, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but it's just at the minute it's quite. Like the PS2, it's emulating it. You need quite a powerful PC, and um, you know some stuff doesn't really emulate very well yet. So it's kind of like if you want to play, you still have to go to the real source, which isn't as freely available as it needs to be. Yeah, I mean um, this is PS2 something I always try and be mindful of when, like, if I'm thinking about trading games in, and part of me's like, ah, oh, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose favorite games because I might never play them again. It's like, no, fucking, when you know, like SNES games. Or even PlayStation One games, you can play them on your fucking phone. Now. Yeah, yeah, and it's quite easy. <laughs> so give it another ten years, all the games that I'm worried now that I might never play again will be as accessible, probably. Mm. So yeah, it seems daft to worry about that kind of thing. But yeah, to summarise, there's loads of fucking stuff on the PS2, and most of it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that came out on it, but <laughs> the you know, the, I think the quality. Quite high on it as well. Like, um, mm. you know, it, it's not like some consoles where I mean, like, look at the GameCube. I mean, some of the stuff that's good on it is like right up there. But there's just a lot of pointless shit on the GameCube as well. And I think there was a lot, of, a lot more pointless shit on the PS2. But there was also a lot more amazing games just by sheer mm. amount. What was the the sequel to Dark Cloud? Dark Chronicle. Dark Chronicle, yeah, because Dark that Cloud was, was a fucking excellent. Had game. some good ideas in it, but it was cl- it was clearly an unf- unfinished game, or like it wasn't fully formed. Yeah. I don't mean the game had didn't have an end. It just like you could tell that some of the ideas weren't quite there. That was, yeah. I think my, a mate of mine got that as a launch game. You got that Oni and 
by Bungie. And then... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Arnie. Okay, they just, yeah, they yeah. just forgot to design the levels. Well, Arnie yeah. had architecture based on real buildings, and then I'm sure <laughs> at some point they were like, oh, hold on, real buildings are shite. They're yeah. <laughs> full of fucking pillars, apparently. Yeah, oh. it's just like, just fucking boxes, weren't it? Yeah. 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 Nothing got, in them. He, he got that on Ian fucking Crazy Taxi, which we also had on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Um, and I think Crazy Taxi got the most play as so. <laughs> um, Alright, we're really near the end, so let's just fucking quick fire them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Digifolio says, which game has the best horse? Ooh. <laughs> Pona, Ocarina of Time. Bring it. T- Tokyo Jungle. Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, See, I was going to say that, but Andy might shout at me. No, 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 I'm not going to shout you over fucking Shadow of the Colossus. Do you think I am? <laughs> Um, Andy although, Hamilton. Although today, today, <laughs> enemy of art. Well deserved. <laughs> today, today, brilliantly, um, yeah. I've been told, spoilers that we don't believe in here, that there is a part in Cod Blops 2 yeah. where a horse fights a tank. <laughs> game of the year. Oh, I'm going to have to, I'm I'm gonna gonna have to go out and buy I, that video game. Yeah, this is it. I thought it was bollocks, so I tweeted just straight up. Someone can someone confirm or deny that there's Let been me know. Cod Blops too that a fucking horse fights a tank and loads of people tweeted back going, Yep, fucking horse <laughs> runs at a tank. And I was like, Okay, then like, runs at a tank, was it lose? Well I dunno. I need to find out. They didn't they didn't totally spoil it. <laughs> so maybe Christ. that one. You know? If I um, if I buy that game and it turns out the horse just gets blasted in the face with a tank shell, I am going to be inconsolable. (laughs) Next question. John Brearley says, which game has the best amnesia-based story slash plot? Which has the worst? Um, Um, Best, even though it's actually worst plot, but it's the way it's dealt with, obviously, Lost Odyssey, because at first, I think the, the character... Planescape Torment. Yeah, Planescape Torment. Planescape Torment's obviously the number one, but I'm trying to Sort of throw a little extra thing in it. Most oh. honestly, you think it's going to be shit because at first you think, oh, it's the same old Square Enix bollocks. You know, oh, we, woe is me. He can't remember his past. He speaks in dot, dot, dots all the time. And then actually, it's really good. So, I think that one's good. Okay. Lost, um, fucking Planescape Torment, of course. Yeah, what about the worst? Um, fucking loads of games. Like, <laughs> almost everything. Almost every isn't, fucking like, game isn't... that ever came out is shit because it's Cause like up. Agent 47's an amnesiac in like most Hitman games isn't he? Oh no maybe just the first one Where did my hair go? Yeah. Where did I get this suit? <laughs> Why do I think it's okay for me to dress as different ethnicities and yeah <laughs> Um yeah there's loads of rubbish ones All games yeah. Yeah every other game Um next one is from oh, for fuck's sake it's from Wu-Tang Dan he says, what do the runes do in two human? Now bear it in mind that he <laughs> now bear it in mind there's a bit constantly he finished it earlier today. <laughs> For the first time. He bought it and finished it the other day. Um okay, the runes <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I finished the game several times over, right? And I was about thirty hours in when I actually found out what the runes did. You basically you can find like similar ones and you match them together and you complete these like sigils or whatever and they yeah, and then they, you can apply them to shut up. You can apply them to your weapons, and they they buff you and stuff. The idea is that you work on them as you play through the entire game. Unfortunately, when you're 30 hours in, and then it's like, oh, if you can, you know do all this work, then you can get a one percent damage increase, which is fucking useless by that point. 
It's a good game. He also says, who was your favourite character in Two Human? I liked the man with the fake robot eye that confused him and made him think you were a bad guy. I liked the bald man with the space... Fair enough. Also Thor. Um, he also says, if I wrote powerfully erotic Two Human fanfiction, would you publish it on your site? Yes. Obviously. But I almost certainly would. Okay, here we go. Last three questions. First of all, uh, this gentleman here, Craig Eastman, says, "If you had your face, if your face had to be permanently surgically replaced by a classic console controller, what would it be?" Uh, Dreamcast One, because I could use the VMU to display my face and my feelings. That's good. That's a good answer. That is. Wii, um, Wii U controller, because I have a higher quality face and feelings than Sean. <laughs> That's cheating. It's not out yet. Uh, I'm getting early because I'm a journalist. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Dave Perry defence, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was a Dave Perry attack, actually. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> actually... Yeah, that's a, you can get them earlier, Dave. You are a journalist on a sales manager. Oh, I love that that's come up, like, four times in this podcast's life. Like, it just keeps being referenced. Oh, it feels like it's been set up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> And I, I, you've chosen all the fucking good ones now for like display. I, I just have to choose something like a fucking Master System Pad and be done with it. Now. <laughs> Master System Pad was the worst thing. Well, that's what I mean. Is like you know, because like choosing if if it had to be my face, like my my fucking face, right? <laughs> then Dreamcast one, yeah, yeah, shit. But you can display something. Wii U one, amazing, well done. Like, what's left? If I chose the N64... I mean, I love the N64 controller, but it's not going to do me any fucking better than the fucking Nez Zapper, is it, at that point? You know, like, my <laughs> well, face could, is fucked. You could use the Wii controller, you could at least talk out about it. The... I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's the best I've got, isn't it? Yeah, plus you can, you know, you can control games just by moving your head around. Brilliant, that's exactly what I would want at that Ding point. Ding dong. Wii remote, yeah. done. Wait, do any controllers have a camera on them so you can see? I think I think the I think that's the the Wii U controller. Yeah. Oh, I'm the winner, guys. Don't 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 forget. <laughs> Basically, you just pick the newest and most technologically advanced. Oh, I'll tell you what. No, I'll go for six axis because it won't rumble and vibrate my skull. Yes. Well. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's that's priorities. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was three questions. It's actually not. It was just someone tweeting at the website feed. So here we How go. Dare are you? Are you ready? Are yes. you ready? It's yes. Killer Chris says. What would your reactions be to discover slash fiction on the internet of Sean and Andy written by guest? Well, I actually have a degree in journalism, guys, so <laughs> it would be extremely yeah, not creative writing. It, no, that's what I'm saying. It would be extremely realistic. Oh, I see. And... I would sue you for slander or threaten to sue you for slander till you fucking removed it. I yeah. look the heart wants what the heart wants. The heart wants what the heart wants, guys. That's all I say. Um, my girlfriend's best mate, who is called Bog Eyes, um, <laughs> is <laughs> um, she's gay, and she used to go on a uh, Holby City fan fiction forum and went to several meets as a teenage girl. Um, but I mean, I don't mean she like pretended to be a teenage girl. I mean, she was a teenage girl at the time. And uh, yeah, and she wrote loads of fan fiction, erotic fan fiction about the women of Holy City. Fucking hell. Fair do. On that thing. bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been set up here. Anyway, yes. 
Oh my god, it's over. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sean. And NBD, guys, anytime, anytime. Um, I'm on Twitter. So I always oh, shout that. Sorry, all... sorry. Did you want to promote yourself? <laughs> I always shout that over other shit as well. It does like let me sincerely thank you. I'm on Twitter, guys. If you want to check me out, <laughs> um, everyone who follows me after. Midnight Resistance, or almost everyone leaves after a week because they go, "Is this fucking seriously it? Just rock music and fucking swearing about Ireland? This is bullshit." Peace out. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow me for a week, come on down. Be talking mostly about abortion because that is a huge debate in Ireland at the moment. So fun, fun all That's over. Right, that woman who wasn't allowed it. Yeah, That's mm. really sad. I don't know why you'd bring that up. <laughs> Because I'm all about the real. Anyway, yes, thanks, thanks for letting me on. Very good, very good. Not a problem. Andy, have you got anything to say for yourself? No, I'm done. I want to, want to die or right, go to bed, good. whatever. Thanks for listening, first. everyone. You are the best. I just realised we've not had any questions from Ian this week. Maybe because we slandered the company he works for last time. Oh. Okay, good night, everyone. Love you. Nice.